This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Noah is back from her trip to New Orleans, and boy did she have fun. She slept in every morning because of all the partying she did the night before. What? She woke up early to practice grappling at a local gym? Really? How do you say boring and Cajun? Anyway, it is now time for the Metal Injection Livecast. I think it's Noah. That's how you say it? Yeah. I think Fuck you say... Fuck you. Boron. <laughs> You're so boron, Noah. Says a monotone robot. What? Chasseau. Chuck. <laughs> no, not you. Oh. You're robo. I'm Rob. I'm a robot. <laughs> Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. Un chasseur, chasson, chasseur, sans son, est un bon chasseur. I don't know what happened. I just typed in how to say boring and Cajun, and that's what came back on Google Translate. Un chasseur, Yeah, you got it. We finally got the definition of what Rob was saying. Better late than never. He was telling me that I'm boring for waking up early in New Orleans in the future. It actually means this. All right, where's that dick? (laughs) 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 Guess we should introduce ourselves. I'm Rob here with Noah. Nola Noah. Nola Nola Noah. Oh, my God. With uh, Saskatoon, Sydney. Okay. All right. And Denmark, Darren. I was going to say San Antonio. No, I'm just, I'm just, I I wanted like the most, the furthest away that I could think of while still in North America. With an an S. (laughs) But then Darren gets Denmark. And then Darren, yeah, Darren is the European. That's that's my process. This game makes no sense. That's right. That's my naming game for this week. And I don't like it. (laughs) And I want to mention we're going to have a very special guest. You know, we've been talking about this Agnostic Front documentary, The Godfathers <laughs> of Hardcore, for weeks. Uh-huh. And I'm very excited. We're going to have the director of the film, Ian McFarlane, call in very shortly. Go ahead. It's a music band. You can and uh, we'll talk to him about the documentary and, and his history in the hardcore scene and, and going from a, being a DIY musician to, you know, creating this cool <laughs> doc. Fun yeah. stuff. And uh, lots to talk about this week. We were going to talk about Noah's trip to NOLA. Which is boring, so maybe we shouldn't talk about it. Well, we're not going to spend too much time on it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hard seven-minute limit. <laughs> no, wow, you're giving me seven minutes? That's pretty good, right? I wanted to mention a shit that I took. How much is? How much do I get for that? So? Oh, that's like 14, right? Yeah, 14 at least. Yeah, that's definitely more interesting. That's at least a 14. Depending on if it's wet or solid, we might go higher. <laughs> I definitely got a tight 10 on that. I can stretch oh, it. I can, wow. I can stretch it to 14 if need be. Are we talking inches now of the turd or <laughs> well <still minutes>? <laughs> <laughs> pictures to follow? No, uh, I don't, I, unfortunately, no. That, I feel like I can't show them to anybody because no, yeah. Jennifer really so doesn't. sad when you say that. I, I, listen, it's not like I, <laughs> I, I... I totally know what you mean. Sometimes I'm so impressed with right. my poo. Right. It's like, not. this is for me, you my eyes this. only. Wait, so if I scroll through your photo book, like... You have pictures of your own poop? No. No, I'm saying I don't do it because it would just be for me. Because it's disgusting. Yeah, but I like, want to, like, I'm not going to say I'm going to have a, f- a fecal photography gallery or should something. We, but... Should we add a channel to the Discord that's just poop <laughs> no! pictures? No! You know that would instantly be the busiest channel we yeah. have, right? Like, instantly. 
<laughs> well, what if it saved lives? You might see like a red blotch oh in there or something. Like a worm. Right. But uh, I, I just, once in a while, I want to take one. It's so nice. And I want to share it. Not all. I don't. I have many mediocre poops like everybody. Mm-hmm. Just feel like once in a while there's a glorious, like, everything comes together. There's a harmonic convergence. <laughs> I agree with you. And that was today. I had to just. You know what? There needs was it to covered be? in your butt juice? What does that mean? Well, the other day Bruno pooped and it had this like slime around it. Oh, it was his anal glands mucus. expressing themselves. I don't think I have slime on my shit, but it, it like it coiled perfectly. Like it was one long mm. string. It looked like the oh. poop emoji. It, yes, it looked like a cartoon <laughs> uh, caricature of a shit, and then it wow. just settled like right in the bottom of the bowl. And it was so satisfying, yeah. Excellent. Wow. Mm. But no one will ever see it. Yeah. You should send them to Rob from now on. No, well, what I was thinking, I feel like there should be like a social network for it, but you can you have to opt in to seeing the photos. Well, wasn't oh. it? So like you can post photos, but you'll never see them, but people who want to see them can then log on Why? and rate the poo. Isn't wasn't that a website? Wait, there was a poo? rate my poo. But this is this is an app now. <laughs> Why did it? Why are we giving this away for free on our air? Yeah. <laughs> why don't Let's you make that app? Well, how, you know, I, because I'm not an, uh, an app developer. Hire someone. Hire out. Yeah. Same well, guy who did the metal injection app. This is implied copyright. No yes. one can steal this. If you're listening, uh, iPhone and Android developers, email us hate mail at metalinjection.net. <laughs> is it possible there already is an app for this and we just don't know it? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Dumbler. <laughs> Dumpler. Oh God! I had the idea to do shitter for Twitter. You know, like oh, instead yeah, of Twitter good. shitter. Ass book. <laughs> what would the Instagram parody name be? Sphinctogram. Poops. Poopstagram. <laughs> Intestine. Oh, gram. Something there. We have. <laughs> we'll have to workshop it. I think intestine is the right. We're pointed yeah. down the right path. Why are we giving this away for free? You're right. Let's just stop right there. Noah, All we do is give. Noah, delete this part of the show. Yeah. Okay. But leave the part about my poop. Just the app, <laughs> the app part. We can get Just you out. describing your perfectly coiled poop. And the part about your trip being boring. We're going to keep that mm-hmm. and the poop. We're going to get rid of the app part. Tomorrow we're on our social medias. We're going to post a poll. Do you want to see Darren's poops from now on? No. And if enough people I know say no yes, it's but what if we feel bad? No, no I, I'm vetoing this. We're going to be no. banned. Our pages are going to be banned. Just, just for the poll? Oh, no, no, for the poop page. There's, there's no matter. poll near my ass when I took this show. I just want to make this clear. <laughs> you dropped one. Jennifer and I always talk about when we get old, uh, who, uh, whether we're going to get that stick that makes you uh, your partner wash your ass from a distance. When you what? Have a, what? Uh, they have this stick that you that you're uh, when you're when you've taken care of an old person. It's like you know uh, some kind of wet wipe on the end of it, and you just they raise Is it their like leg. a Swiffer, so you don't have yes, so you don't have to get in there and like you know mm. smell their asshole. <laughs> and what's the Damn. consensus? Uh, that we neither one of us really wants to do it, but we will because we love each other. And I mean, you know, hopefully the technology has developed decades in the future where it's not just like a stick with a napkin yeah. on it. Also, also, we have to hope that it's that much in the future. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and that, that, you know, you guys have, have worked hard enough where you could afford to pay younger people to clean you I up. I guess. Yeah, but guess. they beat you. 
but that's not part if you of pay what, them enough. That's part of what we debate about. Like, would we want someone else doing it, or would we want the spouse doing it? Right. I think I would want someone else. I rather, yeah, like that. <laughs> I don't want my wife to see too. I know that side of me literally. And also, this is a thing. <laughs> not to get get off on this for too long, but this get is off, Rob. Get oh. off. <laughs> Put your Go, penis away. Get off on a tangent. I mean. Um, Mr. Stickler over here. Are you getting off on this tangent? Yeah, I'm getting off. So. No, I'm definitely not getting off on this particular Stickler tangent. is the name of the app for the people who wash each other's asses with sticks. <laughs> this is something my mom has shamed me about for at least 10 years now. you all wash like, your asshole? Like, don't you dare put me in a home oh. or like... Or get me like any sort of help. I don't Wait, want any of these. Time out. Do it in your mother's voice. Please. Yeah. No, I mean, okay. it's a the Edith Brock voice. But, uh, can I do it? <laughs> Don't you dare. All right, that's enough. But, like, so what does she want then? She just wants to just die in a puddle of her own filth? She wants her children to take care of her. And it's Good like, luck with that. Listen, yeah, I'll take care of you in that I will pay someone yeah, to take you'll care drive of her to If she a gets yeah. to the point where she needs her ass washed, she's not going to know who you are. That's anyway. also true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know my mom. Just get a stand in. <laughs> Everybody's got standards with this stuff when yeah. it's way far in the future. When you're in the moment and you can't wash your own ass, you're going right. to let anyone clean it who is willing. Just get some six foot six guy to stand there with a rib hanging out of his mouth. Well, yeah, like her fear is the whole thing. Like what Noah was joking about is that like the person would abuse her or whatever because that's, you know, every oh, healthcare. Yeah. Well, I imagine though, knowing my mother, she would drive this person. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Some people are her? a lot more abusable than others. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, like like she would be I She's going to say it's going to be a Jamaican have, home attendant. Your mom's going to say all types of racist shit. She's going to oh. accuse her of stealing. No. And then oh, there's going to oh. be some This is what all old Jewish and Russian people do i've had grandparents and they've it's every one of them they just become blind fucking racists in their oh. dying days they think nurses are trying to steal their prescription fucking reading glasses <laughs> so nobody cares yeah. well, shut up my you know my mom it, it's not based on any race but my mom is always in constant fear of being robbed mm -hmm. or her apartment being robbed or like you know like letting a technician into her house yeah. and the technician like all no that matter, great stuff. No though. matter what it is. And I always have to stop and be like, all right, mom, like, what are they stealing? Yeah. Like, what is there in your house that is of such value? Yeah. Like, are they going to take your t television? Obviously not. Like, that's yeah. too, like, you see it. Like, a pair know. of earrings that you got for 75 yeah, cents. Like, like, what? Like, what? Like, a picture of Rob yeah, like, like, in, yeah. his, in his acting role. Yeah. And like, anything <laughs> like, happened like, on the way to the do forum. You have, do you have jewelry? Like, are they going to know where to get your jewelry? Like, yeah. what do you have? Like, what kind of jewelry do you even have? You got a yeah. shamata from Jackie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, what? And. I'm always like, no, I'm being, I'm, I'm not trying to start a fight with you. I'm being serious. Like, what do you have of yeah. value? Let's and get uh, you a safe. What are you going to put and, in? And, and her whole thing is like, all right, all right, all right. Let's, okay, come on, yeah. pay attention to the road or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm like asking you, like genuinely. Yeah. I'm not they trying to no start shit. There's no this. answer. No. Anyway. How did, how did we get from Darren's perfect poops <laughs> to going off on a tangent? Because we about talked the, about your mother yeah. getting her ass wiped by ah, yes, that, oh, yeah. ah, yes, that was the connecting, the connecting. <laughs> the steal her dingleberries. <laughs> That's really it. Gives oh. a whole new meaning to the term connective tissue. Oh. Mm. Does she wax? What is it going to be? All hairy down there for the person cleaning I her? I don't know. Or is it going to be sanitary? Like, will there be dingleberries? What do you think? Would you ever? I, 
don't think. Would you wax your mom? Would I wax? Give her a Brazilian? No, I would. I would gladly pay for someone to wax her. <laughs> oh, no. Wow, what a good son! Maybe that for her next birthday, you get her a little gift certificate for wax. a bikini wax. <laughs> See what happens. Did you ever get her a Clit Sucker 2000? Oh, my God. Oh, no. No, we need to start her with the 1000. You I'll can't just... the 500. You can't just start. go in at the Maybe ceiling. The, 500. the ground floor. <laughs> Speaking of poles. All right. <clears throat> what is that noise? That is... Is the dogs eating or oh. drinking? Okay. Sound like someone banging on the pipes in here. Mm-hmm. It's Rob's mom. Robert, stop talking about me. (laughs) She's at the door. My ears are tingling. I think it's one of the dogs looking at empty bowls specifically. Mm. That's what it is. It's shifting around. I see. So tell us about your trip, Noah. Well, no. Before before we do that, I want to get to our our special guest. Oh. We don't have seven minutes. Exciting. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I... so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have uh, Ian McDonald on the line. McFarland. McFarland. Oh my god. <laughs> or is it Ian McDonald? Are we just no, calling right. some it's, random? <laughs> it's, it is Ian McFarland. We're gonna tune up and mistake. ask Ian McDonald the questions. <laughs> yeah. And see how it goes. All about his brother Michael. Yeah. First, first we're gonna have uh, yeah that guy on, and then we're gonna have McFarland on. Total fucking dewclaw. <laughs> Whenever anyone of us makes a oh. flub, now that's gonna be. I like it. Little fucking Duclaw. I don't think Bruno appreciates that comment. He All has right. a Duclaw. How about this one then? Total waste of skin and life. <laughs> we'll do that. He knows his Duclaw is useless. There we go. How do you Hello. Hey, Ian. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Rob? How you doing, man? Good, good. Thanks for taking the time to do this. You're on the air with me, Noah. Hello. Sid. Hey. And Darren. Hi. Hey. Hey, what's up, guys? It's a party. What's going yeah, on? It's a total party. And, uh, you know, we've been, <laughs> for, for weeks, we have been talking about your excellent documentary about Agnostic Front, the Godfathers of Hardcore. It's become something of a meme on the show. We just love, <laughs> specifically Vinny. Yeah. And, and and all of Vinny's wise words. Talking about the satinettes. The satinettes. <laughs> uh, and so we'd love to talk to you about that. And I, I, I'm. it's such a fascinating story because, you know, you the way it started was you teamed up with the band and you set up a a crowdfunding campaign. And it was incredibly successful from from what I saw. And then from that, now you're getting all of this buzz for this this great documentary. Uh, what was the seed? What was the initial seed planted to get this going? Well, it didn't it didn't start with the Kickstarter. It actually started oh. way before that. Um that was a it was a big piece to it, but okay. that's like the first point where it became I guess um I don't know, you know, public what we were doing. But we had it started years ago, um at least talking about it, um kind of getting the guys warmed up to the idea of what I wanted to do. And um, because what I wanted to do was very different than what, you know, uh, I guess other documentaries had done in the genre. Um, And, uh, you know, I I had to talk to the guys exactly what I wanted to do. And um, it was um, it was a kind of like a natural progression for me, you know, working with them for years, you know, doing music videos. And I did a 
you know, I think it was like their second to last show at CBGB's right before it closed, which is like live at CBGB's, not the original live CBGB's, but the one we did in like 2000, I think three or four. Um, and then doing music videos. And then from there, you know, I was, my band had toured with them for years off and on. And then, um, I, my business partner and I ended up, you know, saving up as much money as we humanly possibly could and, uh, putting blood, sweat and tears into, uh, start filming this thing. And, and, and we, 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 we went from there and then after we got some footage, then we brought it to, uh, Kickstarter people. Um, because, um, I wanted to make sure I didn't ask people for, for money if I couldn't deliver it. Um, I so I wanted to take the risk on my own first. And then once I had a really good idea, you know, that I had something really, really great, my idea was going to work. Then I brought it to everybody else. But, um, the Kickstarter people were, uh, extremely important in this whole project. I don't want to like, uh, downplay it, but just the order of events were a little bit different, but, um, yeah, it was yeah, pretty no, wild. I mean, that's, so we went from that. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead, man. Well, that whole process is, is, is very interesting to me. So, like, you did you have an idea going in uh, of what, like, what it would be, or what, was it once you started shooting that it kind of was? No, more, it was more exactly of... what I wanted to do. I, I knew what I wanted to do. The, like the second, I mean, I've been, th- I was thinking about this for years, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do something very different. And I had always seen this really, you know, interesting relationship between Roger and Vinny, and it's it's really something you can't you can't explain it to people you kind of just have to witness it and being in a room with Vinny is just a whole other experience you can't explain put words you just have to see it and hence you guys are you know talking about it and and just Vinny is it's just these instant one-liners that are just one after the other and and then once it's almost like they it's like a bullet they fly by you and then you go what did you just say oh my god (laughs) yeah Yeah, we have the benefit of just stopping and playing it a thousand times over and over again (laughs) (laughs) yeah the 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 pigeons i mean i'll be honest with you like i learned so much about these guys and i thought i knew them really well but once you start really sticking a camera in someone's face you know, in their in pretty intimate moments, um, you kind of really get to know them pretty quick. And I, I mean, like I said, I, I really thought I knew them really well, but I, I, you know, very quickly realized that I didn't know them nearly as well as I thought I did. Um, and it was it was pretty wild to witness uh, everything happening in front of me. You know, let alone you know being able to see them all the time on stage and just witness you know that their relationship was it was crazy and the, so, other, the other thing that uh, we, really, again the film's a little more than that yeah the other thing that we learned is ahead, uh, how useful it is when you're angry at someone to call them a boondoggle motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite insults in the universe now <laughs> And he says it with such venom, too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, such passion. <laughs> it, it, it's just vicious. I mean, I remember sitting up on that roof, and, you know, that we always we wanted to get on Vinny's roof, but that was kind of like on a whim, man. We didn't plan that. That was, we were in his apartment, and I was like, he's always talking about sleeping on the roof, and Roger used to sleep on the roof when they were younger and because it would be so hot in the apartment and there was no air conditioning. So they'd always go up on the roof at night and they'd sleep up there. They'd, the bands would sleep up there that were touring and stuff like that. And they didn't have – they weren't supposed to be up there, but they did. And I was like, what is this, what is this crazy roof? I have to see this roof. And he goes, let's go right now. <laughs> so, like, we go through the building and Vinny's, like, creeping around, tiptoeing, and we got a full – I have a full camera crew with me, and he's going, be quiet. Be, be quiet. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, Vinny. I'm sorry. And he's like, he's tiptoeing up the stairs 
And he opens the door and he looks both ways and he goes, all right, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I'm like, Vinny, you, what are you, what are we doing? He's like, just, just shut up. Come on. I'll show you. I'll show you. And we get up there and it was, it was, it was kind of surreal. Cause he just starts, Oh, I used to have pigeons over here. I'm like, what do you mean pigeons? He's like, Oh yeah, man. And then he just goes off on pigeons and how much he loves them. And, and I learned right there on the spot that Vinny, I mean, I knew that his grandfather had pigeons, but I didn't know Vinny was an aficionado on the different types of pigeons. That, that and, part uh, like, like was kinda, so amazing because you know, he has this thick accent, but he's, yeah. he's speaking with such knowledge about a very, very <laughs> specific subject. Be very, be very quiet. I'm hunting fancy tales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the fancy tales. You know, they're not good flyers, but you know, yeah, they, yeah, maybe yeah. It's, it's a very good <laughs> Vinny yeah, statement. It was like that all the time. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a great story. You guys like you like the pigeon stuff, right? Uh-huh. So we were in Florida and. We were, we were ended up going on the road with him at one point in Florida for like, I don't know, like five, six days. And, um, we get to this one, right before we get to this one spot, I want to say it was Tampa. Vinny was talking for like two days. He's like, oh, I can't wait to show you the chickens, the chickens. I'm thinking he's taking me over this organic farm, you know, a friend of his. Right. right. And we pull into this club and Vinny's wide awake and he's like looking out and Roger's like, come on, man, like back off me. Like he's like a little kid. He's like, where are they? Where are they? I was like where's this farm? We're in a parking lot in the middle of Tampa. And he goes, there they are. And he goes, get out of my way. And he jumps out of the van. He goes, he goes, E, come with me. Come on, get the camera. You got to see this. And we run up and there's all these like chickens all over this parking lot. And he's trying to like wrangle them. And he's got like names for him because he's like played there so many times over the years. He's like, Oh, that's spike. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> and it was kind of, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'll show you the clips. It's surreal. It's like, I didn't believe him. I thought I'm going to like see this farm. Right. And it's yeah. like all these like protected chickens in Tampa in the back of this club. They're protected by the city. And uh, Vinny's like, he's like, he's taking pictures of them. And he's like, oh, I got to send these to Bobby. I'm like, a Bobby who? He's like, Bobby Hamill from Biohazard. He loves chickens and pigeons. You know that, right? And I'm like, no, I, I didn't know that Bobby from Biohazard is a, another Pigeon and chicken aficionado. Wow, there, there's and this whole sure enough, yeah. That's like the second pigeon. documentary you can do. <laughs> there should be, oh, just be yeah, a whole right. web series of like different hardcore bands, bands and, and what birds they like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. They, we, you know, you know, would be a great show is Bobby and Vinny. Like it's just like like rescuing pigeons all over the country. Yeah, <laughs> I love come it. on, Nat Geo. Pigeon rescue. Pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Pigeon rescue. Yeah. <laughs> How long, like, you went the five days on the road. Like, how long were you shooting in general with with, with all of them? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, we shot, you know, we started um, in 2015, very early 2015. Um, and the first thing that we did was we went out and uh, moved in with Roger and his family for about nine days. Wow. Um, and it was me, uh, my DP, my sound man. And the three of us just moved into Roger's house. That was part of the deal um, was that these guys were going to allow me to have access to anything and, and any place I wanted to go. Um, no, there was no, um, they, they, they weren't going to say no to me to do anything. It was like, it was a, it was a pretty big deal. We had a big talk about it before. And that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this is because they were to give me full access to just anything I wanted. So it was exciting. And it was also like, wow, they've never done anything like this. And, you know, it would be really interesting. So we ended up going up staying with Roger for a while. 
And then we went to Florida for a week after that, um, like a couple months later. And then we went to Europe for a few weeks. I want to say like two and a half, three weeks. Then we stayed, we moved in with Vanny for like about a week in New York. Um, and as we got an Airbnb around the corner, but we ended, I ended up staying there quite a bit. Like the crew would go over to, you know, back to the Airbnb and I would end up just hanging with Vinny just cause I, I like hanging with him. And it's just, it's just your, your face and your stomach hurt from laughing so much because <laughs> yeah. it's just nonstop zingers like constantly. Um, and then, you know, then we kind of just did pieces here and there, but you know, in, in, in film terms, I mean, I, I, I shot this and cut this really fast. I mean, we did the whole thing soup to nuts in about, you know, three years, um, which is really, really fast. Um, and wow, about two and a half years in, we ended up premiering the film at the Doc MIC Film Festival. So, you know, it was pretty quick, but I mean, as far as days on the road, I mean, I don't know exact time, but it was, it was a fair amount, you know? Yeah. Um, but then again, I really yeah. want to just get those guys in, in interesting uh, environments, not just you know your typical band on the road stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, that's one of my favorite aspects of, of the film is I kind of see it as almost like two different films that kind of converged. <laughs> like you have the the Vinny movie. You know what, man? I respect it. You're the first person that said that. You were the first person in all the interviews that I have done in the past year that has said that, and I always say that to friends. I appreciate you recognizing that because oh, it literally yeah. it flips at fifty five minutes. It completely turns into another movie. It's it uh, yeah, like the, the 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 tone is different, and like I like that. Uh, some of my favorite parts of the movie is just you walking around with Vinny and him just telling stories about the the East Side and how ridiculous the neighborhood was when he lived there. And uh, I also want to say that Vinny Sigma is the first person I've always felt like a New York elitist. But Vinny Stigma is a Manhattan elitist mm -hmm. where he's like, oh, these outer borough motherfuckers think they're New Yorkers. <laughs> they're not real New Yorkers. And, and that blew my mind. Like, he is New York to the bone. There was a lot of that, I feel like, when I – and I'm old. I like, what, like, there was a lot yeah. of that when I was growing up, and it seems to have kind of faded away in the last 30 years or so. Right, right, right. But, yeah, but it, it does kind of feel like that. And then, you know, obviously the thing that bonds them is the band, and, and, and it's a story about how – far hardcore can can take people which which i i very much appreciated as well and, and and also the all the footage looked so great uh like where did you Thank get you. all that old stuff like like even even the like old school stuff i feel looked looked really good like what was the like if we can nerd out a little what was the transfer process like to get that to look not not like it was wow. just imported off of vhs or whatever well, um, uh, thank you for one, too. Um, I own a, a small boutique, uh, you know, post-production studio in Boston. And my background is editing. Um, it's where I really kind of got my, cut my teeth in the industry. And one of the things that I've always done is I really, really research on how to, you know, make things look as good as you can with, you know, not having a lot of money. And um, the way that I did all that transfer, all that stuff that I got, um, it, it was all came from different types of cameras, different formats and things like that. But it, what I did is I did all hardware conversions from SD uh, to HD. So I have a, I have a converter. Um, it's called a Kona uh, LHI, uh, Aja Kona LHI uh, card. And what it does is it, it transfers and it does some pixel remapping 
um, where it's it's just a different beast. It's like it's it's really cool. That's so really I would cool. do is I would get the footage. Um, I tried to get it whenever I could as a as tape, um, which was difficult. But I ended up tracking down most of it, and that was probably one of the hardest things in this whole film was tracking down the highest format I could. So um, I would actually go through photos. And I would look for people with cameras in the old photos in like the 80s. And then I would call people that I knew that were in that scene or at that show. And I would send them a picture and be like, do you know who this guy is? Wow. And they'd be like, yep, <laughs> that that's so and so. And then and then I would go and then I would and they, I said, you know where they live? And they're like, no, I have no idea. And then I would like literally scour the country looking for this person and I just like get leads from different people. I'm like, when's the last time you talked to him? It's like, oh, five years. He lives in Colorado, I think. And I'd like, you know, or he lives in, you know, wherever, you know, like California or whatever. And I would, I would um, just, you know, just research it that way. And then I would eventually track him down. And then I would end up finding, believe it or not, a lot of the times the masters. Um, So that's always the best way to to transfer stuff. If you can get the master tapes, you can do quite a bit with it. And then you just got to find the, the deck that it was, you know, filmed on or the camera it was filmed with, and you can do quite a bit. As far as it goes with, like, you know, some of the stuff I got from, you know, different, uh, like a, a really big network, um, I they ended up filming stuff, and I found that they had the masters, and I got that from them. But then, like, Vinny's stuff, when Vinny was a child, that was all filmed on, um, like, you know, Super 8 millimeter. And, I mean, he was three or four years old in that footage. Um, I, you know, we transferred that. Same thing with Roger. Um, I actually transferred the reels from his family that they had kept wow. um, from when he was five and six years old. Yeah. Can we just take so, a step back? I mean, that, you was, said, that was a big part of the process. That, first of all, that whole story is like unbelievable. That's so cool. But you, you said like when you got the master, you had to find the camera that it was recorded with as well? Yeah, because sometimes like, well, yeah, sometimes like not the exact camera, but like the type of camera. Because, oh, okay. you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you'll, you know, the, the, it's it's weird. Like um, sometimes certain tapes from certain different types of cameras, even though they're the same, you know, format. Um, like, it, give an example. If you if you shoot with an old Canon, right? It's sometimes those Canon tapes don't work in Sony decks for uh, some reason because the tape heads just move just a little bit different speed. And then it's mm. since it was at the cusp of like digital and early digital, it it, it doesn't read properly. So you know. I had a there's, a, there's a really great rental house in town that I'm really good friends with. And they have, they kept a lot of their old decks uh, named rule Boston camera. And I would get whatever decks I needed to. And then I would go to this guy in Cambridge. Who's like this older dude that has like even more old stuff. And then he would uh, transfer stuff for me or he would give me a deck and I transfer it. Um, but that was, I mean, I'm, I'm really big into um, preserving like the, you know, the, the quality of, of, of you know the original formats and the history, mm-hmm. and same thing with like the photos. Um, those a lot of those most of the photos in the film, probably about ninety percent of them, had never been seen before um, since they were shot uh, back in you know the early nineteen eighties. And you know I ended up tracking them down, and Roger helped me get them, um, but we got them, and I actually got the negatives. So I scan we scanned them in at like eight K, and they're I mean just unbelievable. So we could do quite a bit with those, you know. So, even so that, that was a big thing for me, yeah, keeping it really good. Even just like that research seems like that was probably a big chunk of the of the time, I'm assuming, right? Or was this all happening at the uh, same all, time? I, mean, I, I had a, um, It was all happening at, like, different times. I mean, like, the whole process, what, what I would do is, I mean, 
I would, you know, go and shoot something and, and shoot some stuff. And then I would cut those into scenes. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that would be all my filler. But the, the thing is the first thing I did when I started the whole film was um, when I went out and filmed Roger, I did um, about four and a half hours of audio interviews with him. And that's kind of like my trick, the way I do stuff um, is all my films that I've done in the past. Um, I, I go and film audio recordings. I used to do a lot of short uh, little mini documentaries this way um, just because it's just a really cool way of doing interviews where if there's no cameras and lights and big setups and a crew, um, you know, people tend to kind of feel more relaxed and a little bit more themselves and, um, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say forget being recorded, but they just feel more comfortable. So um, what I did is I would film a big giant interview with Roger and I'd film a ton of B-roll and like whatever I could do when we're out there. And then I would go, then I went back to Boston and then I had all that audio interviews transcribed. And then I would sit and I would edit all these topics together. And then I would cut the topics together and then I would score music underneath them like temp music. And then I would um, put, uh, it's called an animatic. I put like literally text on the screen of what things I want to see while I'm hearing this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I go and fill in those slugs, you know, of, of things that I want to fill it in with, um, with stuff I've already shot or stuff. Oh man, I got to go try to find some sort of image like that would work this way. So it's a lot of, you know, kind of visualization and, 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 and really thinking about what the message you want to, say and i would do that throughout the process but then once i filmed all these really cool and edited all these really cool like little really in-depth emotional little sections um then one of the last things i did to be honest with you is i went and i filmed visual interviews with roger and Vinny. and by that point the whole film had been cut together minus their visual interviews so then i used those visual interviews to piece together the whole story Wow, that's wow. fascinating. It's quite a process. Yeah, it's probably quite quite a process, but that's how I do it all the time. Not to get totally nerd out, but you no. know what I mean. Yeah, I love it. Uh, the movie uh, is called The Godfathers of Hardcore. Uh, it's streaming on Showtime right now. If you have Showtime on demand, or I hope I it think is, it is. Yep. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, it, it's on Showtime. Yeah, it's on Showtime right now, and it's actually going to be released. Um, it's looking like in April, middle of April on um, major digital platforms, everything there is. Um, oh, awesome. I'm trying to release in about 68 countries. Wow. And, um, and then I have a really big announcement coming for another, there's another big broadcast uh, partner that we just teamed up with um, that's pretty awesome, not in the States, um, out of the States. And then digitally it'll be released, and then Blu-ray and DVD will follow right after that. Awesome. And you actually did another one of uh one of my all-time favorite concert films which was uh the Meshuggah one alive in 2010 oh thank you and uh yeah that one you shot uh that wasn't all in, in one place right that was at least two places or was it multiple no it was yeah it was multiple cities right? it was the way the way it did it was like i had just gotten done um we, we had just gotten done doing the bleed music video and um, we did that and then it had a, quite a bit of success for the band. It really, the song was already a hit. And then the music video, I think, you know, did its thing. Definitely. I'm not going to take credit for that being a big thing, but the, the music video, I think worked hand in hand with the song really well. And the band was really pumped and we kind of hit it off when I met him for the first time. And then they called me one day, Martin actually called me and they invited me to come out on the road and just film them 
and put together a live concert film. So I went and did, I think I went out with him for 10 days. Um, no, yeah, it was about, I want to say it was about 10 days, something like that. Um, and I would do is I would hire select production company crews in every city that we were filming. And there was a bunch of shows that we didn't use, but I still have them. And it was really cool because I worked directly with Frederick and um, Frederick did all the audio and all the mixing and I did all the visuals. So it was like a really cool, like partnership with him. Um, he's just an inspiration to work with. He's really incredible. All those guys are incredible to work with. Um, I've kind of lucked out with working with some pretty cool people in my career so far. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a, that was quite an adventure making that project. Yeah. And I, I think it, it, it's very cool. You know, you, you came from, from a, a hardcore band. And, and now you've yes, you kind of found your uh, you, this other little niche, and the band, of course, Blood for Blood. Yeah. And uh, how, yep. how like how did how was the transition? Did you were you always interested in, in, in filmmaking, uh, or like did you always have yeah? And then, and then you kind of I've taught yourself, been... or or how did that happen? How did you learn to do it? Well, I went to, I mean, I, start, I I was always, like, as a kid, I was always making, you know, stupid little skit videos with my friends. Um, and, you know, it was like a hobby. And then when I, you know, but I was a musician. And I, something I, I wanted to be was I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to record albums. I wanted to be in a band. I wanted to live that life. Um, and I, you know, that was my focus. So what I would do is, you know, being on the road, and we toured a lot. Um, you know, the worst part of touring is figuring out ways to kill 23 hours of the day. <laughs> and for that one hour you're on stage, um, we, we ended up doing it two ways, which was, uh, alcohol <laughs> and, uh, me with film. So it was like those two things. So for, for years I would just film bands on the road. I would, we would play festivals. We would play a tour and we would tour. Band. I, I would just film everything. So I really fell in love with just the process of documenting really cool stuff. And all these bands that I was filming were actually starting to get really big and do really good stuff. So as I, my career kind of started moving in a, in a different direction, as my band kind of started taking a little bit of a nosedive in, in early 2000s, um, I, uh, I kind of said, well, you know, I, I want to do something that I can focus on and I can make a career out of it and I can still stay in this genre of some sort, you know, and, and do work with people I like. Basically, I just want to do something with my friends still. And um, I did not, I went to school for a little bit. I, I dropped out. It wasn't like an official, uh, you know, uh, you know, I went to Emerson College for a little while, but I ended up just like saying, I'm done with this. I dropped out and I ended up um, being mentored by uh, a guy that named Mark Higgins, who was the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, like, tour manager and he also did all their video stuff so he started teaching me how to edit and he remember he told me if you want to be like a director you got to learn how to edit and um i really listened to that and i just started editing and learning how to really tell stories and for years i was directing stuff but i wouldn't call myself a director i would just say i'm a filmmaker or I'm, I'm an editor um because i just wasn't confident enough with my storytelling and once I started doing a little bit more complex music videos and I started doing more commercials and I started doing things like that and I eventually ended up calling myself a director, but, um, I still, still to this day, I do a lot of uh, post-production. I manage a lot of post, uh, jobs and commercials and things like that. So if I could parse it out there, your advice 
to young filmmakers is join a hardcore band so you have enough downtime <laughs> to kind of pick up the basics of <laughs> filmmaking yourself to then find a mentor. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and don't drink. It's, yeah, yeah right, that, right. that would, uh, that would, yeah, that would, but yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's basically it. That's, that, yeah, just yeah, get a hardcore band yourself. and get a camera, you'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah teach awesome. yourself. I taught myself. And I read a lot of books, I taught a lot, and I asked a lot of questions, and I annoyed a lot of people by asking to, like, a ton of questions. But um, now, it's like, I'm doing okay, um, I'm doing some really cool projects, and any chance I can, I try to, you know, pull aside, a, you know, somebody that needs some help and give them, you know, whatever they need to kind of get in, on their path, because nobody really was there other than that one guy, Mark Higgins, that kind of helped me out in the early stages. Right and are you working on uh, any documentaries now that you want to talk about, or, or is I have well, five projects that uh -huh. I, I'm trying to get off the ground right now? Uh, hopefully, one of them sticks. A couple of them are looking really, really good. Um, if if there's a couple that I think uh, you particularly will probably lose your mind over, um, I I know I'm gonna if they happen, um, <laughs> but they're not hardcore bands. I'll put it that way. Um, but I want to continue this path of doing, you know, intimate portraits, kind of showing, you know, our music, culture, um, you know, underground music, just through a different lens. Um, I just, I don't think, I think there's a lot of really great films out there. I'm inspired by a lot of really great music documentaries, but um, they just haven't been done the way that I want to do them. Um, and the way I want to do them is a little bit more... Um, just a little more intimate, you know, um, makes them a little more special. I think, you know, rather than just yeah. seeing a discography of somebody talking about a mosh pit and then, Oh yeah. And then, then we ended up crashing and burning cause drugs destroyed us and wow, wow. You know, it's right. Like, just the behind the music. The, the, uh, yeah. I, I don't like the formulatic, you know, formulatic, you know, uh, film, you know, the traditional rock doc, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we were just um, kind of shitting on I Bohemian just, Rhapsody last week, so that's very epic because that is... Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I, it, it's total, I like, it. by the book, it. like, exactly what you were just... I mean, there ultimately, if it wasn't about Queen and there wasn't amazing music in it, there would be nothing of value yeah. <laughs> to the film. Uh, but huh. like, yeah. As a film, it's, it's not good. <laughs> But, I just watched, you know, there's, I watch a lot of documentaries. Mm -hmm. um, I watch a lot of docu-series. Right now, I'm hooked on Billions right now on Showtime, which is just badass, in my opinion. This, the writing is just, I think it's one of the best writing I've seen in a series since The Wire. Um, oh. It's its really cool. But I, I there's a lot of great music documentaries out of there that I just lose my mind. Have you ever seen 20,000 Days on Earth, the Nick Cave film? No, I have not. I definitely have to check oh, that out. Oh, my God. They, they, I'm telling you right now, like there was a few films that inspired have inspired me like nothing else. It's Twenty Thousand Days on Earth, um, and they're actually they're recent films. So Twenty Thousand Days on Earth, Dark Star, which is the H.R. Uh, Geiger Geiger um, film. Have you seen that one? Oh wow, I didn't even know that exists. Yeah, I would love to see that. Oh my god, it's unreal. <laughs> like yeah, it's that so is, cool. That and it's just so awesome. You got to see it. It's so good. It's so good. There's that. Um, there's another. There's, I love. I mean, I love rock docs, but um, when they're just a little bit different, I like them more. Like the 20,000 Days on Earth one is really something spectacular. Um, it's just there's like nothing else ever been made in, in music documentaries like it. It's intimidating to watch, to be honest with you, um, because it's just so 
beautiful and so deep. Yeah, we'll definitely definitely check that out. Uh, Ian, thank you so yeah. much for, for giving us a, a little bit of your time. This was an awesome conversation. I feel like I learned so much. And the, uh, the oh, hey, thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, I was just going to plug the film again. It's one hell of a delay. There's a crazy day. There's yeah, a crazy yeah, I'm delay. I'm, I'm sorry about that. that that's on our end. Uh, but the the uh, the film is called The Godfathers of Hardcore, and everyone should should go out of their way to see it, especially if you're into hardcore, and especially if you miss the old New York. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're not into hardcore, Thank you, you so just much, you just love uh, New York, and you love. You know, yeah, there's plenty of that. People celebrating the old New York. It's for you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's it. If you like, if you like a story about life, mortality, music, and following your dreams, like you, there's a good chance you might find get something out of this film. Yeah, there you go. Awesome, Ian. We're gonna let you so, go. Thank well, you. Thanks thank a lot, you guys. Again. I appreciate time. Thank you. Yes. Thank thanks, you. Guys. You guys have a great night. You See too. Bye bye. All right, that was Ian McFarland. Well, that was and now great. we're gonna have. Yeah, uh, that was so interesting. We're going to have uh, Ian McDonald on right now. Cool. Ian, Ian are you there? The oh, time. no. He Ian up. here. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. What documentary did you make, Ian? Uh, I made a documentary uh, uh, also about Agnostic Front. Oh, yeah? What, what, what's that? Uh, well, he stole, my, he stole me thunder a little <laughs> okay. bit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, you only use, instead of tracking down the master, you yes. track down the fourth gen. Yes, the fourth the gen. <laughs> I tracked down the fourth gen copy. Of the third gen copy of the second gen copy of the original. Are you just stretching out your answers to make the interview? Yes, best? I'm trying to pad it a little bit. <laughs> I haven't had many interviews. I don't have much material. All right, that's Ian McDonald, folks. Thank <laughs> you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for promoting me film. <laughs> and Ian wants everyone to know that Fallujah have a brand new album. It is out now. It's called Undying Light. Undying Light is the fourth full-length album from the saviors of progressive metal, Fallujah. Seriously, these guys know how to do their prog metal, and uh, they do. They're, they're very, 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 very fun, especially live. And this album, Undying Light, features the songs Ultraviolet and Dopamine. And Undying Light is available on CD, colored vinyl, and as a t-shirt bundle at nuclearblast.com. Fallujah's going to be hitting the road on the Chaos and Carnage Tour with Whitechapel, Dying Fetus, and Revocation this April and May. That's quite a bill. Yeah. Whitechapel, Dying Fetus, Revocation, and Fallujah. Go check that out. And the new album, Undying Light, out now on Nuclear Blast Records. Ian McDonald here. I've got a project that uh, I, can't, I can't really talk about, but... Uh, well, I'll just tell you about it. It's about Fallujah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, really? And all of their experiences on the Chaos and Carnage tour. Well, that's coming up, so... Right. Uh, well, can you put him on the guest list? He needs... Oh, right, that's why I'm calling. <laughs> He's doing like a guest food set. I need some tickets uh, so, so I can make me film. So you haven't even talked to Fallujah? No, not yet. <laughs> By the way, could you hook him up with uh, Fallujah's phone number? Please. And if you have any spare cameras. Any spare cameras, any spare change would help. <laughs> I, I, I'm planning on making a, a GoFundMe page, but don't have a computer at the moment. Uh, you, you don't sound like a very good filmmaker. I'm working on it. <laughs> These things are hard. 
Get to start with a dream, and then you build out from there. Well, I had a lot of aspirations until uh, the other Ian came along and made a <laughs> film about the same subject that I was making me film about. So <laughs> it's very disheartening. Hey, when that happens. Kind of derailed my dreams. He lamb-goated you. <laughs> <laughs> as they say. <clears throat> what else is going on, Noah? Well, no, let's let's get to the... Let's start the clock. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> right, and go. No, no, no. So you just got back from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You went with two of your friends. Mm-hmm. How was that? How was the trip? How was, how was the girls' night times uh, four? Good. We, um, we stayed at an Airbnb that was beautiful. But I realized that it was haunted. What? We stayed in with a what? With a ghost. Of what? I don't know. How? How was there? What was the ghost? Okay, so I never remember my dreams. I'm sure I have them, but I never do. Mm-hmm. And like, we were there four nights. Two of the nights, I had a, a dream with like a ghost in it that was in the house, and there was like a ghost visitor. And then on the last day, I went back to the airbnb and i took a nap and i woke up and all of a sudden the bed was like vibrating what did you bring your uh, satisfier with <laughs> you yeah. or just left it on by accident it's the clit sucker. Yeah. yeah are you sure that's a ghost or? i didn't pack that because i didn't want tsa to think i was like carrying a gun or something because it's, it's it has a weird shape <laughs> and you did you, you really just didn't want it pulled out in the airport right yes yes i figured and actually darren if you really must know uh-huh well, Sid asked. I'm just gonna say. Okay, Sid. If you really <laughs> must know, I was just too lazy to wash it. Oh. oh, why do you need to wash it? It's all your juices. I know, but like, if TSA pulled it out, then like the whole Is airport crusty? would smell it. I mean, it's got a little bit. You should put it in like a Ziploc bag. Even though you still should wash it after you use yeah. it. You don't want to. You don't want like every time she uses it like four want, times no, a day. No, you don't want dry au jus. I mean, I don't wash it. After I use it, but I will wash it when I want to use it again. How it's you, really bad. How do you wash it? What's the process? Just water and soap. So you, you, there's not like a dishwasher. And I have to like put my finger in and go like this. Like oh. just like. Well, isn't that the whole reason you have the satisfier yeah. so you don't do that with your finger anymore? <laughs> Wait, put it in what? So the satisfier has like a hole in it where your click goes. So I have to like clean that. With my mm, finger. They got the oh jus. Yeah. I'm still stuck on the Otis the vagina of French dip or something. <laughs> no. If she do. if she's doing it right, <laughs> a Frenchman dip in there. Uh, we're already talking Cajun. She didn't get to New Orleans yet. <laughs> oh, get some of that all jus. That's what we call the vag down here. Oh, uh-huh. spit some of that all jus up here. <laughs> 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 Very serious matter. I mean, no, you got to clean your clit sucker. It's very dirty. Sound a little Jamaican. I don't know. <laughs> it's a melting pot down there. Yeah, all kinds. This Winton Marcellus was talking to her. Got to get up inside the old air. Get up inside the old and clean it. <laughs> Remember uh, Justin Wilson? That's yeah, just, the Cajun that's all chef. I can think of. Guarantee it. Guaranteed. That guy definitely raped some people, right? Think? He's, he's, he looks like a well, predator. In fairness, <laughs> I'm going to say that he probably lived at a time when it was legal to rape people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> gators, at least. He raped yeah, a few gators. Sure. He, well, down there, that's still. Uh, yeah, that's that's books. encouraged, actually. It keeps it? the population in check. Oh, raping does? Because they get traumatized and they oh. don't want to procreate with other gators. I got you. That's not true. 
<laughs> you think? You think I might just be I'm a gator around? expert because I went on the swamp tour. It's a comedy show. <laughs> how did, you went on the swamp tour go? What did, you, what did you see? The swamp tour was fine, but all the alligators were hibernating. Oh. So then what, what was there? Uh, feral pigs. What? A rooter pig. You ever heard of it? Were they rooting for were truffles? They, is that what that is? Were they ro- they're, rude? They're rooting for insects. Oh, gross. And they, there's so many of them that they like destroy the land over there. Oh. Because whenever they root in the ground, they lift all the roots mm. of the trees and the trees fall. So is there like encouraged hunting of them? Yeah. I think you get, it's like, like um, you know how we have the recycling program here? Mm-hmm. If you bring a bottle, you get five cents. I think for the pigs, if you bring like a leg or like a foot or something to prove that you killed it. Oh. You get five bucks. So five bucks? Right. That's, wow. there's, there's that many of them that it's just five bucks per? Doesn't a bullet cost more than five bucks to shoot the fucking thing? Not over there. Are they good eating hogs? You fry them up or are these the kind of just let them drown? The guy said that they're just, you know, like you could eat them and they're probably better than the pigs you get off the, you know. Mm. Speaking of the farm. pigs you get, someone broke veg. Oh, ate some crap. bacon. I would hope so. What are you telling my dirty there. business? I thought you said broke vag. Yeah, so did I. Did you break your vag? vag broke because of the satisfier. Because <laughs> yeah. of the arjus. Because you didn't clean the fuck. <laughs> One of those rooters got caught. One of those rooter pigs. One of the rooter pigs got caught because they were going after the trees growing out of your thing because you didn't clean it. <laughs> Wait, which thing are we talking about that I, was a tree well, growing out of it? True, I meant the clit sucker, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming I should clean her vag. Come on. Silence. I didn't. No one's not coming. I assumed you did. I, she says she doesn't wash her hands uh, after she uses the bathroom. Sure. So who knows? No, I shower every day. That's good. The mm. only reason I shower. She's avoiding the topic. Every, what? <laughs> you shower every day, but do you clean your vag? Well, yes. Well, I don't know. I I have to because. Um, I would hope. I've been going to jujitsu every morning, mm-hmm. and like after I train jujitsu, I smell so bad down there. Oh really? It like sweats. It makes my my vag sweat, and it's like the worst smell that I can't even handle it. Did it ever start happening like in during the session, and you get self conscious that you're grappling with this person? No, because there's like so many layers. There's my underwear. There's my rash guard. There's the gi pants. Okay. So when good. does it hit you? The smell? Like at what point of your undressing? When do you get the whiff? Coming home process? Does it? When I'm in the shower, like I have to put my finger down. Okay, there and so it's not it. just like you're at home and you just smell it while you're sitting on the couch. Well, if I wouldn't shower after going to the gym and uh-huh. I sit around it, yes, I would smell God, it. Yeah, you just shower immediately, basically. I have to, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's and you went and did jujitsu while on vacation. I yeah. did. So did you seeked out this this BJJ place or mm-hmm. how did it? I went to yeah. NOLA MMA, highly recommended. They were very nice. And now you just walked in uh, and were like, hey, I want to train. Well, uh, how does that work? Okay, so they they had morning classes at seven a.m. and um, you know, like I have a little bit of like social anxiety going into a new place and all that, so I was like very anxious Tuesday morning, and I was moving very slow, and I like the cab took forever to come, and the place was ten minutes away by car, so the guy comes and I and I like sit in the car and all of a sudden like he hears me going like cuz I'm looking at the app and I'm like oh my god we're, I'm I'm going to be there at 658 they're going to think I'm late I have to sign all this paperwork I'm going to have to like stop the class so I just go like <sighs> and he's like ma'am are you okay and I'm like oh I'm just you know I have to be somewhere at 7 and I'm worried that I'm not going to be there in time or that I'm late and he's like don't worry we're going to get there by 655 it'll all be good it's fine 
I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. So he pulls up to the place. I'm sorry, that, that was seven minutes. No, I apologize. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> anyway, Rob, what else is going on? <laughs> now I need to know, were you actually timing? or did Yes. You just, oh, my God. Wow. Set the timer when you started talking. That's fantastic. Go ahead. I'm just That's kidding. the end of that. I thought so it was no, 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 no. So what happened? <laughs> You're in the cat. So we get there, and he's like, see, you had nothing to worry about. The place isn't even open. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? So I get out of the car, and, like, the gate is locked. It lo- You know, like, the, the gym is kind of, is, like, after the parking lot. And I'm like, wait, what the hell? Am I supposed to get in from the other side? So I call. It goes right to voicemail. And then. Nobody in New Orleans gets up at 7 a.m. That was the trick. Okay, well, I right. That was like they, so they test that. you. All right, now they know you're dedicated enough, and then tomorrow you could show up at 9 a.m. when they actually open. So then at like 7.01, the instructor pulls up in his car. He unlocks the gate. Like, you know, no big deal. And I like I was talking to him after, and I was like, so does class start at 7? Or like, <laughs> when should I get here? And he's like, yeah, well, you know, we're on New Orleans time. So mm. it's like, eh, 7. 7-ish. Seven 7-ish. <laughs> seven start thinking about going there at 7. Right. And then you'll get there when you Yeah, get yeah. There. So I like planned it out a little bit better after that. Yeah, I went um three times out of the yeah. four days. Was it your favorite part of the trip? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now did you actually do any partying or did you realize on this trip you're not a partier? Um well I'm definitely not a partier. <laughs> and not in, in like the style. Uh, that we witnessed like on Bourbon Street. I'm not going to go to yeah. karaoke clubs. You're not being sloshed. I'm not going to go to strip clubs. I'm not going to like go to like bars with like frat boys. Did you go to jazz <laughs> clubs? Did you get some big bands? We did, but um, <laughs> they were playing like Billy Joel. What? Um, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? So basically all the good jazz were like the street musicians, not mm-hmm. even at the clubs. Oh. It's just like walking around seeing them. I think the mistake was, if you're going to go to New Orleans, don't go Monday through Friday. You go Thursday through Monday. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Because all the fun is on the weekend. On the week. Yeah. Like starting Thursday. Whatever. I didn't know. Next time. So uh, what about like food? Any any highlights food-wise? Uh, the beignets were delicious for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did have some candied bacon. Uh, P- pra- praline. Crust that I heard. Marina kept a. Uh-huh. <laughs> kept a oh, you did the really the pre interview with Marina? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we did a pre interview. Is that really what? Praline. They say praline. Yeah, they they say it down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah, praline. But it's not wrong to say praline, right? I would hope not. It depends who you talk to. <laughs> okay. I mean, they didn't give us a hard time. Everyone was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean. Did you whatever. get any dick? <laughs> I have a Jeez. boyfriend. Oh, okay. Robert. Did you get dick when you got back? <laughs> you don't have I pants did. Again. I did. A lot of it. Did you shower beforehand? <laughs> Possibly. There you go. Robert. I was hoping for a Frankie Palmieri trial. Uh, oh, okay. But uh, speaking of Phil. All right, where's that dick? <laughs> All right. What happened with Phil now? Something about his dick. Oh, well, yeah. there was that terrible shooting in New Zealand last week where 50 people died because some fucking white supremacist yeah. terrorist. Mm-hmm. I think the craziest part of the, the story to me was that he was streaming it live uh-huh. to his Facebook mm-hmm. and that it was up for an hour, <laughs> over an hour until Facebook took it down. Mm-hmm. They were on their lunch break. 
Well, it was in New Zealand. It was probably the morning, you know, the, the whole time difference. But anyway, so because of this, New Zealand is not fucking around with their... They've uh, banned any and all Nazis in the country. Mm-hmm. How does that work? They don't give you a visa if you have, like, if they find any white nationalists. Background check. Uh, okay. Yeah, with the background checks. Uh, and it's illegal to spread white supremacist propaganda, basically. It's like a censorship. Germany already has that. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're going to be banning uh, assault rifles, right? Or There's, like, already people turning them in. So it's... They're like stepping that shit up, and they're. And I'm not- sure the NRA is already using this to promote, like getting donations. Like, see, they are taking our guns. Just watch, this will happen yeah. in America I mean, they're too. They're going to do that anyway. They're promoting now's the time to attack New Zealand because they don't oh have any fucking God. weapons anymore. Uh, and also, so because of this, now a bunch of uh, getting a little gassy talking about this. Mm-hmm. Let me take a deep breath. Just say you're verklempt. It yeah. sounds better. <laughs> you're a little choked up. Uh, a bunch of venues, uh, Phil Anselmo booked a tour of New Zealand, and a bunch of venues have canceled shows. It's all your fault, Rob. Because of uh, my fault. It's not my fault that he did a sick You signal boosted his faux pas. <laughs> they probably found the metal injection article and are like, oh, we got to get Our this guy. SEO yeah. is very good. But That's they probably don't... one of the sources. The uh, yeah, so because because of that whole incident where he shattered white power and sick Heil, they canceled. They're like, you know what? Yeah. We don't need this kind of also thing. zero tickets sold, so it didn't really matter anyway. But right. just like let's make a statement. Also, did he comment on that? Did he say he did anything? not comment? On it, but it's part of a bigger tour. It's also an Australian tour, so it's not like he was just coming for those two shows. But I know, but I'm sure that he feels a certain way about. I well, I'm sure he feels things. very victimized as as he has expressed over the last few years how we like the whole thing is like I've apologized what more do you want from me we actually have a quote from him on this issue here virtue virtue (laughs) virtue signal (laughs) exactly we've covered this in depth but I just that that little uh, portion of it you need to reach out to him for comment now because he'll be Mm. so happy to hear from you guys I was gonna ask if he had a quote on this or not or he just just, the story is that they lost gigs no that's the story there's nobody else from the band or Label Nobody commented on it. No, they've said like I've been I guess, checking. Like, there's no win there. Like, what are you going to shit what are you gonna the say? country yeah. that just had a terrorist Right, attack? exactly. Like, you you fucking pussies. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm sure. Robert. A, well, I'm sure. I'm sure he's going to. He does interviews, so I'm sure uh-huh. someone will ask him about it soon enough. And, and, and soon he'll enough, he'll off. say on, something turbo. stupid. Yeah. Oh, Get on God. a turbo. Is he in Australia now? Turbo. <laughs> um. So that, and then the other big story of the week now is that. Uh, Chris Fain, one of oh. the percussionists of Slipknot, is suing the band or well, ex-percussionist. Can I just say I listened to Rob do his audio report on it? Very nice. You nice. did an audio report. How does he that did. work? He did. Yes. Where does this go? On the metal injection. It's YouTube in the page. news article. Oh, now that oh I... yeah, it's in the news article. Can we play this? Yeah, sure. Very excited. <laughs> this is the world premiere. No, it's not. It's no, actually. It's yeah. This is the live cast premiere. I should start using this music. Yeah, really. Yeah. Breaking news, Rob. But I present it seriously. Is this how? Do you often do this? It's brand uh, for, new. I'm trying to do it more. It's for bigger stories. Let's yeah. support Rob. Click on the link. Slipknot have officially parted ways with like percussionist the Chris Fane. This is Rob Pazmani with a huge metal injection breaking better. news update. 
Last week, if you hit up the main website, metalinjection.net, you would have seen that Chris Fane is suing Slipknot. A report from The Blast notes that Fane filed a lawsuit because he claims he hadn't been paid his fair share from the band. He claims to have been told that the money from merchandise and touring is always funneled through one sole company that minutes, would have split the, the profits and pays the members of the band. Is this just you reading their- the text of the article or is this something else? Uh, he eventually gives commentary. Yeah. Oh, let's get to that. Agreement. Let's get to the spicy However, takes. However, now Fane is claiming that there are... Oh, I don't give it like an opinion on it. Oh. I just like explain the... He goes off copy. The depth of... Yeah, well, first I'm talking about the law. I wanted to get the facts of the lawsuit okay. correct. So obviously I'm reading it a little bit. Companies set up with several other Slipknot-affiliated <laughs> business Cinemai entities in, in different states that co- appear to be collecting money from the band, which he feels he is not getting his fair share of what that money is. Now, th- this is a very broad analysis we don't have the specific details of the lawsuit all we know is that fane specifically called out Corey taylor the front man and sean crane the founder of the band for the shady business dealings now immediately after this story broke last week Corey taylor posted an update and he was also you know pretty broad wasn't getting specific but all he wrote was absolutely this is in the same library this is all i'll say just wait till the truth comes out long Live the night. <laughs> well, today, one piece of the truth in Corey Taylor's opinion certainly came out when first thing in the morning, the band revealed that Fane is no longer in the band. In a... Anyway, you get it. <laughs> a lot of breathing. I got to work on those bikes. So here's here's a little tip. Just do it as if you're talking to us, like the same way that you do the, the live cast. Just pretend you're in a room with us and you're just talking to your friends. Thank you, Noah. It comes out more natural. Or you could pause. You could do it in chunks. And edit it together so you catch your breath in between. Mm. Or did, was that all one take? Uh, that's a lot of talking. I like if I would make a mistake, I would just say the sentence over and then edit it out, kind of. Okay. You know, if or oh. stumble. I, I if I stumbled yeah, the or same take. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. If yeah, I stumbled good. or or started ahhing a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh. Where was Bobka during all of this? <laughs> She was in her bed. Yeah, you don't hear her, like, collar jingling around. (laughs) No, uh, she's much more reserved at home, you know, like, we'll have uh, 10, 15 minutes of play, and then she, like, naps around. Mm. How does she feel about the Slipknot controversy? (laughs) It's been been tough on her. (laughs) She likes that band. Well, it's so funny. She has a Slipknot patch on her backpack. I have have an exclusive, actually. Oh, yeah. I have uh, Rob's next news brief here. Oh, let's hear it. Who ate Sean's penis on the next live? (laughs) 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 Whoa. Where is that? That's a long drop. Let's hear that again. Who ate Sean's penis on the next live? (laughs) (laughs) Me, me, me. What? (laughs) Oh, my God. Is that from the show or is that just like from us hanging out and somebody had a mic? It sounds like uh, undercover. Uh, Rob? Yeah, they were <laughs> like a behind the scenes club video or something. Right. Well, uh, Rob, where did you get that audio from? <laughs> I don't reveal my sources. Uh, oh, wait, yeah. Rob got. No, because Darren played it. There is yeah, another, uh, there is another Rob in this brief. There's a few of them here, actually. Sometimes I would nap on the poor. Mm. <laughs> what? Oh, I wish I had that contact. After recording news updates on the poor, he would nap on the poor. <laughs> I've never napped on the pooper because it's poor. No, the, the poor. poor. Like poor. poor people. He naps on the poor? Is That's that what you're saying? Oh my God, can we, Rob. Hear, can we hear it again? 
Sometimes I would nap on the pooer. He <laughs> oh, no. just goes down to Skid Row and like lays down on somebody. It's, they I smell. have so much money now. I feel like a nap on the pua. <laughs> Scrooge McRobb. <laughs> Show title. Yep. Here's another news brief. Noah's pubic hair on her poopy titties with little freckles on them. Wow. I, I know that one. That's a journey. That was a username in our old chat. <laughs> Finally, here's this news brief, Rob, saving uh, for, the, for the weekend. And then I went into the elevator and I butt-fucked Kane. <laughs> the wrestler or the radio personality? Uh, the radio per- Well, uh, the ra- we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him yeah. meeting him in an elevator. That's I feel right. like Rob and like Kane the wrestler, Kane would be the top. Yeah. I would, I would be the unfortunate, the forced bottom. <laughs> there's, there's just one last one. I'm sorry, guys. This is metal related, though. Okay. This is a okay. you can this use this for a big a big reveal. I like Amur more than Periphery. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Okay. I mean, if we're judging by personality, at least. <laughs> I mean, Frankie Palmieri beats all those guys. Come on, mm-hmm. how much material have we gotten out of him versus the? Periphery. Well, he has more. Not even close. I guess Periphery has less mockable personality. Yeah. <laughs> Though, I mean, do any of them have podcasts? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. But should Frankie have one? Well, yes. <laughs> For us, yes. Right. We haven't checked in on that in yeah, a while. Well. Um. All right, where's that dick? Oh, there we go. <laughs> He's can, still looking for it. Uh, can we check in on our baby boy bangs? Oh, oh that's right. There's a new. There's a new Bangs track, our friend Dane, in our Discord. By the way, we have a Discord channel. A thriving one. And uh, Many 24-7, it's, it's, it's available. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's no point where you cannot go in there and, and mm-hmm. drop a little comma, drop a little deuce, a little visual deuce. That's what Darren wants to do, and you won't let him. <laughs> not that he wants to show those visual and, deuces. Saying, well, that means he want, want me to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's allowed on Discord, right? Sure. You can go to metalinjection.net slash livecast, and the invite link is right there on that page. You can chat with us all week long. If you don't want to chat, you can always email us, hatemail at metalinjection.net. Send us your feedback. That way, we always love hearing from you, the listener, because, you know, this is a one-way medium, but we try to make it as much of a two-way medium as possible. We have a phone number. We also have a phone number. If you're listening live, 213 wide nut. It's 213-943-3688. And if you're not listening live, you could always email us a voice memo, record a voice memo with your phone, email that to hatemail at metalinjection.net or use our SpeakPipe widget on the webpage. You can use your computer or phone microphone to record with it. Can I can I give our listeners an assignment for next week, perhaps? Yes. Record yourself doing a metal news update a la Rob's metal news update and send it in and we'll play all of your fun made-up metal news updates. Good idea. Yeah. All right, I like that. Can I also uh, say that uh, the last time we checked in on Frankie, um, <laughs> he, the, what we played was the latest podcast, uh-huh. and that was number four. Would you like to guess what he's up to now? Six. Sid? Four. Noah? I would say much more than that, like 12. The correct answer, the winner is Noah. It's 13. Oh, wow. my God. 13. Several weeks ago, he that wasn't. I figured, yeah, it was a while ago. I thought he'd taper off. Yeah. But he's, he's pumping he's them out. He's got time on his hands. Let me read this description of the last one, because this is amazing. Uh, this is number 13. On this episode, I sit down with my good... He has a guest now. I sit oh. down with my good pal and bassist of Amur... 
Nicholas Pyatt. We discuss fake dinosaur bones, fake space, and I chat about what this Asia tour has been like so far. My beef with Bank of America, plus more brain sludge. Oh, boy. I want to listen to this, but I feel like I'm, I'm going to have to delve into it and like take out the good things. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so much boring shit in his podcast. But the good parts are, are excellent. Seems like a lot of conspiracy theory nonsense in this one. <laughs> Fake dinosaur bones. Yeah. But see, uh, I mean, I, I'm going to say I hope it's ironic. I doubt it. You really think he believes there were no dinosaurs? <sighs> I mean, he is stupid, granted. I feel like it, it might be a troll, but he's probably so convincing in his mm. troll that you'll think that he believes there were no dinosaurs. We'll check it out. Because we already think of him as such a dumbass that it's not that much of a leap to think he doesn't believe dinosaurs walk the earth. Well, stay tuned. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll determine whether Frankie Palmieri really believes that dinosaurs didn't exist. Yeah. Like Carl Everett. <laughs> we'll have a news update for that for next week. <laughs> okay. He's a dinosaur denier. Let's see what else is on there. There's some funny things here. Uh... Coming to you live from Taiwan, I talk about what the past week has been like, why metal isn't a celebrated genre. Rob, getting, do you have any takes so on that? Negative. Like, getting, get, so negative. Getting my ass beat by Justin Wong. Who? I think that's a, a skate, yeah, street, oh, street fighter okay. guy. Limp Biscuit $3 show. People changing their stance on me. Plus, Rob. Plus some of the brain excrement. Oh my God. It would be such an honor to get a shout-out on his podcast. Do his summaries always have that at the end? Plus more brain sludge, plus more excrement yes, is, is the, always... The next one says this brain excrement again. Oh, I got lazy. Sad. There's one here I should read. I know I don't want to dwell on this too much, but Static X drama. Didn't oh, we cover that like two we months did, ago? We, we yeah. briefly acknowledged we it. We didn't cover him talking about it on his Yeah, team. I'm sure this is now after the manager called him out for being an asshole mm. and not... Knowing what the fuck he's talking about because he wasn't there and, and blah, blah, blah. There's two episodes about Static X. Jesus Christ. Back to back. I, I feel like one, the first one is him addressing his initial comments. Yes. And the second one would be him responding to the man. I'm more interested is a strong word. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> then you're like, wait, would I actually bother listening to this? Yeah. Of the two, I would care more about what he says about the manager. Like, if you have to, if you want to listen, I'll do, just yeah. listen listen to the one about the manager. While I'm that, doing something else online, I'll let it play in the background. And then Doesn't please it. transcribe it and send that along to Rob. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I'll, so he can do a, uh, a YouTube uh, yeah. take on it. Yeah. yeah. A news brief. Are there comments on your YouTube news brief? Nothing about me, just about, no, really? about the, the news. Well, that's progress. What about sure. comments are usually just like shitty oh, well, insults. Well, you so. don't see me. The all the visuals are just even just still that didn't used to out. stop people. Well, I'll have I would to get always on be there on and spice it up a little bit. <laughs> this just in: Jose Mangan, <laughs> not <laughs> a piece of shit. Oh, oh, yeah, he's a wonderful person. Wonderful person. Be, that would be great news. <laughs> this just in: Siopus is great. <laughs> are they still together? No. I wish he'd put out an album, make an album at least. Come on. What's he doing? He's got a real job now. Who? Cy? Chris Arp. Cy Opus. Yeah, that's that that his name. <laughs> First name Cy, last name Opus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. What about Bangs? Yeah, your, yeah. Boy, your boy Bangs. 
has a new song. It just came out today. Dane, <laughs> thank you so much. Clearly, Dane, a subscriber yeah. to your boy Bangs YouTube channel. This just in. <laughs> your boy Bangs dropping straight fire. Your boy Bangs has a brand new track. This is Rob Pazbani with a metal injection breaking news update. <laughs> the track is called Take You to KFC. The U is spelled just you. Let's hear this track now. Can I, before you play it yes. real quick, I seem to remember this. Is this new? I remember. This was uploaded to, today or I, two days ago. I mean, I'm sh sure they uploaded this particular video today, right. but I remember we made it like we were joking. He, everything is let me take you to this. Yeah. 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 And I thought one of them was KFC. I, 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 sure I do not recall, but I mean, it's all a blur at this point. Is this point. a remix? Right. Let's, Let's hear it. Hear it. Standing in a really nice kitchen for this. Danny. <laughs> Goodbye to the people. They're hated on me. <laughs> did that guy ever do a second song? He did a remix of that song. Shorty, if you come with me, I'ma take you KFC. If you got a man, tell him it's your boy Ben. Shorty, if you come with me, I'ma So far, this is one of the best songs he's put out. It really is. I would next week the Shorty, if you come with me, I'ma take you KFC. Cause they wanna show off the go to expensive restaurant. Shorty, if what? you come with me, I'ma take you KFC. Haters take the girls out next week, the bro. Shorty, if you come with me, I'ma take you KFC. Forget your friends, come with me, I'ma take you place that you never see. Shorty, if you come with me, I'ma take you KFC. Is KFC some sort of like exotic <laughs> restaurant in the Caribbean? Like He's what? not from the Caribbean, he's African. Oh, he's African. I'll make sure it good, smoke good, drink good, feel good next to me. Shorty, if you come with me, I'ma take you KFC. I'm better than your ex, can be better than your next baby girl. Just like, oh wow, look at that little speed rhyming over there. Yeah, no, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say probably with all like the import taxes, it must be like expensive food. Um, I my I don't know how long the song goes on, but my initial criticism is. Uh, I want to say not enough KFC content. Yeah. <laughs> there needs to be like, you know, you all need to buy your double down or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop it and drop it food <laughs> item. Coleslaw. Yeah. Like, just throw some yeah. shit in there. Some breast or thighs. Yeah. He's holding drumsticks. Fried drumsticks. Yeah, the video is him just like dancing with a drumstick in his hand. Girl, I take your KFC. Tie for you and a drum for me. Slow-mo of him eating. He needs to have his dick coming through a KFC bucket. Oh, listen, tell him if you, tell him if you got him if you got a man, tell him it's your boy Bangs. Like, oh, I'm sorry, boyfriend. I gotta go. It's your boy Bangs. <laughs> Honestly, it's my boy. Bangs. If you're dating a girl and she's like, I'm going to KFC, yeah. and you're like, all right, who are you going with? Your boy Bangs. Your boy. All right. Could you bring me home? <laughs> yeah, bring me some some potato wedges. I'm Thank not, you. I'm not threatened. Yeah, I, I believe in our relationship. Does he work there? Yeah, like, you know what? Look, look if, if you're if you find yourself bored in the bedroom and need to experiment, go ahead. Yeah, he works there, but he's a rapper also. On yeah. the side. he's off today, but he's just committed anyway. He has to pick up his check. That should be like a response song by the boyfriend, where he's not phased at all. Yeah, he's like, go ahead to KFC. I believe in our family. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you and me. 
Oh my, maybe that's what Danny could do next. <laughs> the response track. You come with me, I'm a tech UKFC. And I stick the girls out next week to be bro. Get all the potato wedges you want in a big chicken box. I wish I knew what the hell the in between parts were. Yeah. Something let's about an expensive restaurant. Go yeah. back and let's try to parse it. And then haters out. think. I had it for a second. Yeah. The girls, one more time. Haters stick Bebo? against next week something. Next week, the B bro. Yeah. That's what I <laughs> no, oh, I get it. Haters think. Wait, fuck. I forgot. <laughs> it's like the haters think we're something, but the next week there are bros. And his, next like, week they be bros. Let's that try, try one more time. If you got a man, tell him it's your boy Ben. Shorty, if you come with me, I'ma take you KFC. Haters think the girls out next week the D bro. Shorty, haters stick against. Then next week they be bros. I okay. think he's saying haters take the girls out, but next week they be bros. Like they're in the friend zone. Huh? Oh wow. Like okay. They, they take them out, but they're whack. That deep? They're not bangs, so now they're just bros, and he <laughs> takes the girl away. Uh huh. I don't know. I mean, your guess is yeah, as good as mine. I almost think that's giving him too much credit to have <laughs> such nuanced lyrics. Yeah. Can we go on? With, I want to see if he ever gets to any, yeah. like, take you to, to the KFC content. Well, he. I heard the word chicken one time. Yeah. It's not. It's, come on. It's, everyone is chicken. Do you think he's at, this is just like typical hip hop braggadocio and he's actually never been to KFC? You think <laughs> this is just like his guess of how the exotic KFC would be? Are there KFCs in the Sudan? I have no idea. Rob, could you Google that? Like, check Sudan Yelp. See if there's a KFC. Reviews. KFC in Sudan. Yeah. I'm going to do a Google map. <laughs> if you come with me, I'm take this KFC. needs a rap part, too. Yeah. This is all hook. Yeah. Maybe there's a bridge. Isn't that sort of what like SoundCloud rap is, basically? It's just hooks with nothing else? Some of it, yeah, but I feel like bangs. Here's a little rap part. Oh, sorry. Oh, right at the end. It's not. That wasn't the end. He stopped. Oh, it's not? There's eight minutes left. One minute longer than Noah's story. Allotment. There is no Kentucky Fried Chicken. There is a CAC Fried Chicken. K-A-C? K-A-K. And a Caffery Fried Chicken. Both casual. Casual Fried Chicken? It's just like New York. They have all these um, like fake KFCs around. Kennedy Fried Chicken. Crown Fried Chicken. CAC Fried There is KFC in Egypt, though. But do you go across the borderline to go to KFC? You have to go deeper. Deep across the border. Okay. Well, now so, we know. You know. So he, so your, there's, your there's theory a lot might be by right. the Nile yeah. River, actually. A lot of KFCs in this. I feel be, like really, if you're Bama. Googling KFCs in Africa, your phone should just tell you to stop being a racist and just shut down. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. Oh. Rob, just got flagged. Oh, no. <laughs> shouldn't even get this far. It's like, what are you doing, man? Stop it. <laughs> oh, no. Why'd you make me do that? Which are like, I didn't even put that together. It's Nazi like, teenagers oh. getting high. Let's <laughs> Google KFC I'm no longer allowed to go to uh, New Zealand. Yeah, Rob's oh, banned from no. New Zealand. <laughs> uh, I'm banned from New Zealand. <laughs> 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 Shit. Cancel all your gigs. 
Could you imagine, like, there's already such a rivalry between New Zealand and Australia, and now, yeah. like, these people in New Zealand who have to give up their guns because an Australian came in and shot some people? Like, they must hate Australia even more now. There might be a war. <laughs> be careful, Rob. This just in. I'm not going. I'm banned. <laughs> well, you could go to Australia, though. That might be where it happens. I'm going to have to start this over again. <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. This just in. Internet personality Robert Pazvani banned from traveling to New Zealand due to racist KFC allegations. That fit Thanks, very Darren. well. Very good. He hit the post perfectly. Hit my Fuck. Fuck yeah. Take a list lesson, Rob. Pro as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Get Darren to do your newscast. Okay, so let's be critical about, about this. The Gelt? Yeah. The, the, he's saying girls. That's how he says girls. I know this from prior songs. <laughs> it's Gale. Gale. Gals. Gals. Gals, come to KFC. Put them over my knee. Spank it with a drumstick. That chicken so good. And I play chicken chicken too. Shorty, if you go, that's the rap. Let's critically analyze this. This is a good hook, but it's all hook. But, it's a, but that's all of his songs. Right. It's yeah. all hook. It needs. He, he's just a hook writer. He needs a rapper. He needs to spit. No, he he raps, though, on other songs. So it's not good, but it's... Chick, chick, Shorty, if you come with me, take you KFC. What you do is you take my Too repetitive. He just, like, really liked this hook, and he's like, I'm just going to say it over and over it again. Works. How many he hits needs, and, like, once up. in a while, a new line comes to his head. <laughs> yeah. He needs to say, have KFC. other lines in that same flow, though, like, yeah. you know? But it's just it's the same shit. The next line should have been about fucking uh, chicken rings or something. Or whatever the fuck they have a case. White Castle. <laughs> How much more time of the song is left? There's another minute. Okay. There we go. Girl, you come to KFC. If you're willing, they even got a Taco Bell in the same building. <laughs> Yeah, haters take the girls out next time they be bros. Baby, come to KFC. They don't have Coke. How about Pepsi? They still only have Pepsi, right? Pepsi owns KFC, right? Do they? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. Yum Brands. Oh, is it Reese? Yeah, Yum Brands. One of those. Oh, yeah. Um... Trying to diss bangs is like trying to kill John Wick's dog. It's one of the comments. <laughs> it's one of the comments. I love it. Who Maybe said that? Very easy. Just somebody in the in the YouTube page. Oh, the, I thought it was in our chat. Oh no, no. What's no. their name? Give me their name. Uh, Chantalan Martinez. Chant who? Chantalan. <laughs> Chantalan. This just in. <laughs> Chantalan Martinez. Banned from New Zealand for comparing a black man to a dog. More on this as it develops. People are noting that uh, KFC should pay your boy Bangs for this parody. Well, maybe that's what he's going for. He also has like a McDonald's song, right? Yeah. I think I forgot. Pretty sure it's there's a something. Song. Maybe Wendy's. Is it Wendy's? Oh, oh yeah, he also has. A, oh yeah, he does to take you to McDonald's, take you to Starbucks. That's what we were listening to. 
Alright, he has the same problem here. And then let's hear uh, Take Me to Starbucks. Take you to Starbucks. Starbucks? That one's new. From last from 2018. It's catchy. Good morning, Charlie. Let me buy you coffee so you can feel <laughs> good. I start with your day. Tell me what you want. This is like the national anthem of every guy who's up at 6 a.m. working in Manhattan and hitting on every girl that walks mm-hmm. down the street yeah. <laughs> while waiting for work to start. You're so right. <laughs> Charlie, let me buy you a roll with butter from the cart guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me buy you egg and cheese and bacon on a bagel. I don't mind what you say. Let me take you Starbucks, cause only Starbucks. Let me take you Starbucks, cause only Starbucks. Hold on, this is the first. This is the first piece of media in history to say that Starbucks is cheap. Yeah, it only costs that's, five bucks. It's always such a cliche that Starbucks. Also, is like, five bucks is, I feel, on the low end of what you're going to be spending right. at Starbucks. But also, he's bragging that he's taking her somewhere cheap, as if that's like an enticement. <laughs> or maybe Which for him, it's it... only five dollars. Oh, so he's such nothing. a high roller. Oh, he's All using the trope money. to say. She knows that it's well established yeah. that Starbucks is expensive. Yes. But like Sid said, to me, yeah. it's only $5. You got all this big YouTube money. Let me take Starbucks. Good observation, Sid. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, shorty, I'm on my way. I got the two coffees, one for you one next day. What was that, wigger, wigger? No, wake, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. So, so she doesn't even have to go to work? She's asleep and he's waking her to give her a fucking coffee? Let well, no, he, he's saying bring he's bringing her two cups of coffee yeah. One for today and one for the next day. So she doesn't even, like, what is she going to do? Microwave that coffee? Right. It's going to be all fucking nasty. <laughs> it's cold. Crusty ass. He's not very bright. Come on. Yeah. Oh. I mean, this, or is he, the, he's so confident that she's going to spend a second night at his place? <laughs> he's like, right. I'm bringing two days worth of coffee. First of I'm all. I'm only going out once, yeah. lady. You don't even know that you're getting it to your crib in the first place, yeah. let alone two nights. Yeah. And if you do clear that hurdle, <laughs> you got cold fucking coffee. <laughs> The fuck are you thinking, man? Well, I mean, it's you very hot where he lives. Yeah, Maybe I was going to say, it's hot in Sudan. Just leave it on the window. That's the right. Heats it right up. <laughs> Bringing it inside the house makes it cooler. <laughs> leave it outside on the sill. The big heart? A big hat. That's a, it's Easter. He's at the Easter parade with a bonnet. Also, for some reason, he's on the beach and he's buried in sand. Like, you just see his face and arms. That's his natural milieu. He's from Sudan. <laughs> Are you sure it's not just coffee don't grounds? get it, man. Could be. Your boy bangs. Your barista bangs. <laughs> what is your name? Going to write it on the cup. See, this is another example. This is he could have had, you know, venti and all yeah. the tall and all these other fucking Yeah, he, he has like a cappuccino a lot. Oh, did he? I didn't yeah. hear Hot chocolate. That's not Starbucks that. specific. But he does rely too much on the hook in right. all of his songs. 
But not in the older ones. I feel like the uh, I miss the old bang song. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the old bang song. <laughs> the greatest YouTube in the world. Get Ian McDonald back on the phone. This could be the next documentary. The bangs documentary. Already working on it. <laughs> good. Very good. <laughs> All right, we got a caller. Oh, they're gone. Oh. Just call back, caller. We were about to get get to you. Come on. Let me get you Starbucks caller. Two one three. It's only five. Why not two one three nine four three three six eight eight? It's a binding contract. If you set it on there. You have to make it happen. Oh, it was Judarino calling. All right, yeah. it's fine. No, it's okay. Um, he said if uh, El Dudorino said if you drop that ass down to the flow, I'm gonna buy you a famous bowl. <laughs> Here you go. That's good. She could twerk over the bowl. See, my <laughs> my problem is I can't like I couldn't like uh, uh, freestyle this because I don't huh? remember anything from KFC because I don't fucking eat there. Yeah, now. I haven't eaten there in so long. So over it. I know more about their commercials than about their menu. Yeah. Anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the the KFC vocab. Do they have like that? Since they're teamed up with Taco Bell mostly, do they have that like chicken wrap taco, wrap taco? Where it's like like a chicken that's like the shell, and then you, there's like a taco. Was that them? Or that's was that a Taco, taco Bell, Bell thing. Yeah. That, that was just a yeah. Right. Although almost every KFC has a Taco Bell in it now. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm like. And there was that double down, which was like the sandwich where instead of a bun, it was two pieces of chicken. Oh so they yeah, had that gross. Of it. And what was in the middle? Chicken also? No, bacon and cheese <laughs> and corn. A heart attack. Oh, yeah. Are you sure it wasn't a different? I mean, I'll defer to you yes. on this, but I thought it was a different kind of chicken in between the two chickens. No. Okay. What's that would be immoral, there. <laughs> Can't uh, that. Did they possibly maybe have a different variety of double down that had chicken also? Uh, I, maybe, uh, but I, I seem I, to remember that. How could they have a different kind of chicken in between two chickens? Like, ch- like crispy g- chicken on the outside. Oh and no! Then, like, what they're gonna have grilled chicken? Inside? I don't know that it was grilled chicken, but maybe it was like chicken <laughs> for the health conscious cuts. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> all right. The double down It's beaks. It, uh, I mean, your boy sandwich is formed. <laughs> Here we go. So it says the double down is a sandwich which is formed by two pieces of fried chicken uh-huh. uh, and contains bacon, cheese, and sauce in between the two pieces of chicken. What's the sauce? Looks like a mayo type. It's scraped oh. out of nose clit sucker. Oh, oh. It's au jus. And with that, we have Dudorino on the line. <laughs> What's up, Dudorino? Our very own clit sucker. Oh. It's Mario. <laughs> you there? Mario oh, maybe it's not Judorino. Three, two, three. Oh. Hello. Sorry. Oh, I... yeah, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's our fault. Oh, my name is Karina. Oh, hi. We, hi, we mailed Karina. you the care package, correct? Yes, like over a year ago. And also, thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, I sound like this because I have laryngitis, so bear with me. Sexy. Yeah, well, you're saying Every it's single excellent. time I try to call, I have laryngitis, so it's kind of funny. So what's up? Um, well, I've been listening for over a year, and it's been really great. And I really like the Discord chat because it's really funny. And I met um, uh, Dieter Reno through that, which is really funny because I met him at the show a few weeks ago. Um, and uh, I saw Death Heaven last week, which is why I was asking Rob if he was going to see them um, oh, okay. in April. So and, you're KF uh, in the chat. It was really, really good. What's that? You are KF in the chat. 
and then some numbers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. It's my initials, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Uh, yeah. I mean, as I was saying, I, I, I'm a fan of Deaf Heaven and Baroness, but not a fan of the venue they're playing. Terminal 5? See. Yeah. So I was not going to go, but that's awesome that you went and... Uh, that's cool, and and I'm glad you you've been enjoying the show for a year. How do you remember how you found the show? Metal uh, um, injection. Oh, just through <laughs> I don't know, like looking up metal uh, on iTunes or something. Or, I, yeah, oh, podcast. So is this in like metal sucks, but this is much better. I like I'm that um, that dude Arena is like the den den mother of like the live <laughs> cast listeners in, in LA. Like, the like yeah, <laughs> den mother. I like that. That's. Nickname. I like it. El Denarino. No. <laughs> now, no judgment either way. Have you only listened to episodes since you started listening, or did you go back and listen to archives at all? Definitely the archives, and then I lost track of where I was, so mm. I just put it on shuffle or whatever. Mm. So wow. I'm pretty sure I've heard most of them. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Exactly where I uh, any, any moments stick out to you? Come on, Rob. What is this like? Uh... It's an interrogation. <laughs> That's what it is. This is a pop quiz about like 500 and something episodes. Yeah, um, yeah if, you, if nothing comes the, to mind. <laughs> no, the um, the what is the episode with the fights with the reverb is very funny. Oh, sorry, Do you remember that? Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Awesome. Well, thank <laughs> okay. you, thank you for listening, though. Sincerely, thank you for listening, and. Uh, you're and, welcome. And thank you for and calling thanks in. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Okay. Great. And hopefully your laryngitis will improve. <laughs> yeah, and good luck with that laryngitis. Drink some tea. You probably shouldn't be talking. It'll go away. I promise I'm a woman, but I can't tell. <laughs> no, no, you definitely sound like a woman. Yeah, no, you sound really hot. Okay. Rob, that's oh, a yeah. very... Uh, oh, no, you have a boyfriend. <laughs> that's very transphobic well, of you. What does a woman that. sound like? That's fair. Well, check your privilege. I don't sound like myself, so I don't like, I don't sound like, yeah. But thank you for calling me that, Darren. Bye bye. I'm kidding. What? <laughs> I'm wanting to be one, so. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh. that doesn't count because you yeah. just asked for it directly. You have to say okay. the word one. He, he said thank you for calling. She said thank you for calling me one. But like. Oh, I didn't hear her say that. All right. Well, Whatever. You got it. You got it. Darren missed it. It happens. But thank you. Thank you for your call. Say goodbye. 213 Wide Nut. 213 Wide Nut is 213-943-3688. Do you think Deuterino hit on her? Deuterino. I don't know. Deuterino is a peach. Yeah, he he's a very nice person. What does that mean? He can't hit on someone if no, he's a nice like, person? He's a very like con- conscionable But you could person. do it in a... No? <laughs> Conscionable? Con- I've con- never heard it used oh, that way. Without or, un. Yeah. Or conscientious. conscientious. There we go. It's a very conscientious but person. But you could hit on someone in a in a positive, constructive way and not but be to me Like, hey, felt, nice tits. To me, it felt like... Jesus To me, it felt like the meeting was like more of like, hey, you're you're the live cast crew. Let's come... Ha- you know, like, let's hang at the show. Like, it's more like a live cast crew thing, not... Hitting on her. Could have happened though. Yeah. I'd still like to hear from Dudorino. I want yeah. his take. Alright. He can defend himself. I'm assuming that he did something inappropriate. I don't I disagree. I guess you'll have to call in. Yeah. 
We're going to assume you did something inappropriate, though, until you call in to defend yourself, Deuterino. You're the reason she has laryngitis somehow. Oh. Maybe. He oh. has laryngitis and they hate it. Oh, imagine he calls it and he's also... Swap <laughs> germs. Tonsil mm. hockey. That's probably why he hung up before you picked up for his call. Okay. That's fine. Good to know. Yeah. You can make a live cast baby for us. <laughs> and name it Douglas. Before we all die, there needs to be one of those. A meme baby. <laughs> well, maybe one of... You guys can have a live cast baby. Oh, yeah? Mm. Working all, on it. Rob, We're all working Rob, on it. Rob. I am a live cast baby. Am I right, y'all? Live cast baby. It's like the love shack. Why not you, Noah? It's going to be a while. Oh, yeah. What are you planning? I don't know, Noah. You're getting up there in age. Oh, this be pretty Jesus soon. Christ. I still, I still have like three years until it gets hard. And mm. then... Like I'll well. Well, hopefully it'll get hard before three years. <laughs> until though, it's huh? difficult, or un- until I have to like freeze my eggs. Have or you something. done an egg check, an egg count? No, because I'm not thinking about children right now. By the time you start, it might be too late. You need to check in advance. I just adopt. Sure. I want to adopt kids. What kind of kids do you want to adopt? Dogs. Oh, Chinese babies. <laughs> Did you say dogs? Yeah. <laughs> Kittens. Adopt some KFC. Just gonna take a babka. Adopt in quotes. Really, yeah. it's just stealing a friend's dog. <laughs> I try all the time. I always ask Rob, when are you going to go on vacation? Let me take your dog. <laughs> I've, I've been thinking about it. Uh, but that's, have you thought about uh, like where you would adopt from? Like, would it be? Mm-hmm. Cambodia. Seriously? Yeah. So like a baby? Said that so quick. Yeah, because I've I've been thinking about this since, like I did a report on the Cambodian genocide. <laughs> That was a while ago. In high school. Those people all grew up. Yeah, I know, all... I know, but it just made me like... She's going to adopt a 40-year-old woman. Just come live in your place. <laughs> oh, you're Baby! saying... You're saying Noah's going to go to Cambodia to be adopted. No, I thought, no, 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 no. I thought she's, she was going to take him. I'm not no. the 40-year-old lady. She's going to adopt somebody who was a baby when the Cambodian oh, genocide happened. Oh, I see. It is a full-grown adult now. I thought you meant Noah was looking for a new crib to live in. <laughs> no, I just... Whatever it was. Her baby ability. <laughs> <laughs> just want some banh mi, like whatever. What do Cambodians eat? That's I Vietnamese. Don't know. I don't know Cambodian food. Rob, Google KFC in Cambodia. Quick. <laughs> you want to get flagged again? <laughs> oh, it's his phone, whatever. Wait, so... <laughs> wait, so... Uh, so since then you wanted to adopt from Cambodia, that was... Yeah, it's just like, just learning about like the killing fields and all that. It just like, you know, it affected me. And I was just like always thinking about it. There was a movie. But I don't know the so, details. I w- like if I could have it go my way, I would want one adopted and one like natural child or whatever you call it. Would you allow them to hook up if they wanted to? <laughs> Good question. It comes up a lot on uh, like Pornhub. <laughs> Step siblings and and adopted siblings. It's all all every video now is something like that. Maybe they're just going by what you normally search. And well, yeah, I never searched for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's all there. 
So I feel like you... step siblings is fine. There's no blood relation. What's the big deal? Yeah, but it, it's what about... weird. Come on, it's weird, but it's fine. It's weird. Well, it's but not illegal, but it's it's, it's weird, weird. But then if you think about that... it, it's not. I would Why hope that not? they're close friends growing up and that they're very close to each other, but not like that's it. All right, fair enough. Just make sure to lay down those ground rules early. It'll be in the contract when Very I good. do the adoption. Uh, why? Like, why is it? Because it's like, oh, it's two people that meet, uh, that haven't known each other since they were born, and then they become close, and then they, they share common parents. Though it's just a weird dynamic. No, I just I thought I I assumed it'd be like. Uh, a husband, like the dad, is from. A, they're both. What's children, your porn hub? They're both search, children Rob? from a. Wait, pre- try to finagle this as, oh, as you well, can no, no, to make no, them I, be able to fuck. No, no, no. What I I assume <laughs> the scenario was these are both children of parents from previous marriages. So like, the father has a, a child and the mother has a child, each from separate previous and they marriages. Never knew each other growing up. Like step by step, and then they or move the, in. Or yeah. like David and Kelly on nine hundred two one zero. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they're grown. Yeah, they had their. Okay, that's different. That's what I said. I didn't think it would be like no. If it's the if one of the parents are the same, that's no, gross. No, not not, not even that. But like one adopted child and one biological child, they're not blood related, but they grew up together. Hey, listen. If it's Isn't good enough weird? for Woody Allen, yeah, it's weird too. That's but Woody fine. Allen is the same thing. But no, there's a, it's a bit different. It's the <laughs> same thing. It's the same it's thing. They're in a different. family together. No, if they were but the same not age, they're not related technically. It, it but it's not, weird. It would not be as weird if they weren't the same age. If they were the same right. Age. Okay, it's weird also, but it would still be weird if they were the same age. So you'd be okay with Sunyi fucking Ronan Farrow? Yes, if he if he were into it, sure go. Uh, but oh, we learned a lot about Rob today. <laughs> oh, this Hello? just in: oh. Rob approves Ronan Farrow and Soon Yi fucking, but not Woody Allen and Soon Yi. <laughs> well, I mean, it's weird. <laughs> I don't, I would so say the I only let's so let's break it down. So, what is the only difference between those two things? The age gap. So well, everything else the, about it is okay. No, the age and the power dynamic that he helped raise her, and then okay. He, but being her dad is, uh, but if being her brother would be alright. If yeah, okay. but if, if her and one of their essentially, you could also play it that it's okay for the father to fuck the daughter. No, but he's saying that no, because saying he he'd be, be abusing his uh, oh, authority his over her. Okay, yes. What okay. if he wasn't around that much? <laughs> Oh, then it's fine. <laughs> what if he had? What if he was like? What if he was like a nebbishy dad and had no authority over yeah. her yeah. to wield at no all? <laughs> it does get like I watched a video recently. There was a New Yorker interview and they did like a profile on them, and that really is what it's like. Is like really? he's so like she takes care of him. She's his wow. caretaker. Mm. Well, he's ninety seven. Well, years yeah, old, but you know but, what I mean, like. Right, even 20 years ago? Yeah. Do you think he accuses her of stealing his stuff from the apartment? <laughs> or dating him? Like he's, well, he's not Russian, though. Uh, some dude in NYC in the chat makes a good point. He says the creep factor would come in if their parents had a kid and you're fucking somebody you share a sibling with. Mm. So if it's like two families. Uh, two... What if you let the sibling watch? Oh, then it's fine. They were cool with it. Wait oh, a minute. Okay. Wait <laughs> a minute. Good, good information. No, no, not at all. <laughs> There's nothing good about this. A little this. creepy. Nothing at all. 
It's good that we're having a dialogue. Yeah, it's good that these things are being talked about. That's yeah. what I mean. Yes, thank you, Sid. Thank you for... The parser yes. strikes again. Yeah. The parser. <laughs> um, it's just it. The parser returns. Or does he? What does this sentence mean? Find out. What did he return? What did he return? And when? And why? Wow, Darren, you're so good at that. I am the mark hitter. He's the parser. I'm the mark hitter. <laughs> I'm the post. The post hitter. So I uh, quickly wanted to play this lovely clip of our wonderful president oh. pronouncing words very well. Oh. No words. I had the best words. From the Wright brothers to that beautiful Orion space capsule to ensure <laughs> the endurance of our nation. As a sovereign country, the federal government is conducting an aggressive investigation to be the first president to stand with you here at the White House to address. The wall is under construction. A lot of work has been done. A lot of renovation. If you look at some of it, the legendary prowess of your pilots, if we are going to succeed in stopping this scourge. And I want to quit. That wasn't wrong. And he voted for. Scourge? You can say scourge. It's scur- scourge or scourge. Obama. No. Amnesty. By a sleazebag lawyer named Abiate. Assistant Secretary Jar and Surgeon General Adams. Joining us from Al Jabbar Air Base in Kuwait is the Central Command Crisp Response and Crisis Response. We crisp don't. Response. I love that when he makes a mistake, he just. Yeah. He's plowed ahead. He give a shit. Chris responds and, and, and crisis like, responds. Yeah, listing right. things. Yeah, like that. That is Learn the lesson. Genuinely an admirable quality. Don't like, apologize. Yeah, someone his, shits on yeah. you. His you shamelessness is bo- is both like uh, you know his downfall <laughs> and, and one of his strengths. Truly, like he just keeps moving ahead. I feel like some of this is like low effort. Like some of these are like are, some of them are low effort, but some pro, of them are pretty. Pro S is a funny one that sh- indicates. That he doesn't know the word prowess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But some of them are just stumbling. Like, he may have stumbled in his speech. Like, it's stupid. The prowess is a good one. And the crisis, crisis one. That's hilarious. To put defensive missions and missiles. <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. And missiles. Special Agent Celestino Martinez. He goes really? by DJ. And CJ, he said, call me either one. Oh, he said DJ by accident. Yeah, it's supposed to be CJ. CJ yeah. And CJ. He goes by he, both. And then he added, he said, call me either one. Oh. So now there's a backstory. Sure. <laughs> In case you say CJ yeah. by accident, yeah, yeah. call me DJ. And missiles. Special agent Celestino Martinez. He goes by DJ. And CJ, he said, call me either one. <laughs> Significantly beating expectations in the house for the midtown and midturn year. The op- midtown and midturn. Both, <laughs> Both wrong. To New York. and the midterm year, even if he no, said it mid-turn. correctly. Is, <laughs> you, all right, even oh, if yeah. he said it right, it's a midterm year is not a thing. Bad published in the failing New York Times by... <laughs> And anomalous, really, anomalous, who were kidnapped by Boko Haram in April of 2014. (laughs) (laughs) He can see into the future, Rob. What's funny? 
Boko Haram has a comeback in the year 2014. It's not a laughing matter. Breaking news. And 2014 as well. Robert Pazbani here with a news brief. Boko Haram comes back in 2014. With a prowess not seen before in human history. DJ and DJ. Everybody, in the failing New York Times by an anonymous, really an anonymous, who were kidnapped by Boko Haram. He said, who were? In April of 2014. Merry Christmas, everybody. We just have to say it all together. I have the best words. I have the best. But there's no better word than stupid. Merry Christmas and Christmas. Do you think he's drunk? He's, he's a no. He's got an oatmeal brain, Noah. And he's, he's got like brained. bad false teeth that oh, like oh, yeah. jingle around sometimes. Yeah, I think that's part of it too. He's like so as he's money. talking, his his mouth doesn't respond the way his yeah. brain is sending the signals. Yeah. Inbred from a long line of rich elitists, mm. like many of our leaders, and also like he is just has bad reading comprehension, yes. like. Yeah, it, that's been a thing forever. That's not an yeah. age-related thing because I've know people that worked with him like 10, 15 years ago. Who do you know? Somebody who used to work at my job. Who really? when they um, he would do little ninety seconds, little feature radio featurettes for the. I feel like I've talked about this before. He did like little radio featurettes about The Apprentice every week. Mm. And this guy would record them, and they'd have these pre-written, very simple things for. Trump to say and he could not do it it took forever to get him to spit out the simplest sentences he'd have like his assistants read it to him so he could then repeat it do you think he did it on purpose though as like no uh it's happened like a lot of people that are like on snl people from snl said he couldn't read during the table read he would mess up simple words a case of a guy that was born with a billion dollars yeah and never had to pay attention in school it's not like he knows how to read i'm sure but it's like why he knows this is annoying me i don't need to focus on he just has poor he hasn't read enough to like like steam through it right Mm -hmm. right um but also, I will like so like if I can defend our, our president. I get your point. You're not a Trump supporter. You're making a point. <laughs> but like, even when I do the sh- like doing the show with you guys and having to read a news story or whatever, mm-hmm. like I will fuck up. Yeah, but so, yeah, that's like, the reflux. <laughs> no, no, no. Just fuck up reading what what is said, like reading the tone. So I can I can see how that can happen yeah. while being a public speaker, like the, the pressure of of just having to read while also presenting. You know. But also, it's the president. Yeah. You're supposed to be good at this thing. Uh, but this is my all-time favorite flub of his. Okay, go ahead. Just flubbed your computer. And God bless the United States. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's definitely and the That's the dentures. The United States. Thank you very much. Shush. And the United States. <laughs> Don't forget the United States. And the United States. He's an old man. Listen, he's like what, seventy-seven? Mm-hmm. How old is he? Is he that old? He's uh, mid seventies, somewhere in there. Yeah, he's twenty thousand and seventy. <laughs> Seventy-two. Oh, really? Sorry, he's the oldest president in U.S. history. Not until Bernie gets in there, yeah. am I right, folks? Well, let's hope so. No, Bernie's until, seventy-seven. Until Bernie gets in there, not oh, yeah. not until right. Parser strikes again. 
<laughs> you see, like Bernie had like a big like bandage on his head the other day because he like fell in the shower or something. Oh and my he, god, no, no, please. Don't say it. Don't. He, he just had a like a cut. Like I guess he like banged his head on like a glass shower door but he, was, he went he went to like a walk-in center got his stitches in his head and was back out like thank goodness speaking oh, and shit like same day work. every time bernie <laughs> slips or breathes wrong or coughs yeah. we're one closer <laughs> one step closer to trump getting four more years that's very frightening that's a that's a our only hope you uh, see, it, it, Obi-Wan. The more the more you see fucking Beto O'Rourke and Joe Biden talk about anything, the, I want to. Well, Beto doesn't really say anything when he right. talks. It's just weird. And Joe Biden is, uh, I don't know. I want to put B- Bernie. Whenever I hear them talk, I want to wrap him in a protective bubble, uh, like Bubble Boy. Biden is sort of like the <laughs> presentable version of Trump's broken brain thing. <laughs> Yeah. Did you see? I saw. I didn't see the video. Of this. I saw someone tweeted when he that accidentally he was, spoiled that he was running for president. No, thing. no. That he gave a speech and was like, on the way over here, I told my driver to stop so that I can get out of the car and give a homeless man all the money in my pocket. Right, right. No, don't clap for me. <laughs> really? I did not see this. Like, why? Why would you tell this story if you? Ah, and. and the, th- the best part of the story to me is not the absurdity that he's trying to show what a great person he is. <laughs> yes. Like, no, no. Don't Please. clap for me. <laughs> not, my favorite part of the story is that he had to tell his driver to yeah. stop. Like, yeah. he had to include right. that part of the story. I st- he couldn't just say, I right. stopped the car. Yeah, he he also, he said, to, he said to the homeless man, let me take you to Starbucks. It's <laughs> only five bucks. Yeah, sir. yeah I'll buy you yeah, coffee yeah. for yeah. today and tomorrow, sir. It's <laughs> sub. It's like 12 he degrees. He woke his homeless sleeping homeless You can't come up. in this car. I'll have to get you another car. <laughs> I would take you to Starbucks, but uh, I'm running against Howard Schultz now, and it wouldn't, uh, look, it wouldn't look good. Mm. No, I really think that he is, like, I don't even think that's a slip. I, I think that's... Agreed. He doesn't realize that it's bad to have a, like, it looks bad to have a driver in juxtaposition with a story about a homeless guy. Yes. Like, he doesn't get that. And also, wasn't it his whole gimmick for forever that he, like, took the train into Washington all the time? He didn't, like... Is, I, I remember, vaguely remember this, but I tried to... He's such a working-class hero. Yeah. Piece of garbage. Boondoggle motherfucker. Worse than the Steve Harvey. <laughs> I feel like they're fairly similar, even to, like, the fake tooth smile. Mm. That. Yeah, but Steve Harvey didn't have a hand in ruining, like, a direct... I guess he has some Choose direct. your words here. Yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> people's lives. Passing laws to ruin people's well, lives. Well, I would say Joe Biden has a much higher reach yeah. as a politician than right. vice president that's, of the that's United That's what I was States, trying to get, yeah. Um, um, he will absolutely 100% get bulldozed by Trump into the sea if he is the nominee for president. I can't see him getting the nomination. I hope not, but I'm just saying that in that in that alternate universe where Joe yeah. Biden runs for president Trump will win I believe a historic landslide I don't know about that I don't I don't but want it to happen you I don't know that so. it's a landslide but you know he'll I don't know I don't know I anyway, just think nothing too, makes sense it's too early. it's yeah. repeating the same reason Trump won last time but with someone even worse That's I don't I, I'm no I'm no fan of Biden I, I wasn't a fan of him before he became vice president I enjoyed some of the memeage. Yeah. Were memes a thing before he became vice president? You remember the Obama and... Uh, oh, before he became vice president? Yeah. I don't know. 
Yes. So, well, they were memes, but they, they were yeah. called memes, probably. Well, yeah. No, they. I can't have cheeseburger existed before. Okay. Were well, they called but, memes then? Yeah. I think when so. did that word start floating around? We'll that was 08 we're talking about. Yeah. Al Gore invented the word. Let's just be clear. <laughs> Speaking of vice presidents. Well, well, as Super. we're winding down, we're at the end of our show. I want to thank everyone for listening. I do have a listener mail that will oh. wrap up the show. It'll be the music to close out the show. Oh. Um, because And there's a reason for it. Uh, because it is very, it, it's a good piece of art. And uh, But I want to thank everyone for listening. And uh, you can, of course... Listen to all the archives. We're always on Spotify. We're on iTunes in the podcast section, Google Play, Stitcher. Tune in all the apps. You can pick up some merch. Go to metalinjection.net slash livecast. Hit the merch button. All proceeds go back into making this show better. So please do that. And uh, leave us a voicemail. Uh, Sid, what was your voicemail assignment? Um... What was my voice? Oh, yeah. Call in with your own breaking news update, a la Rob's breaking news audio updates. I will also... a little metal news. I will drop that drop in the chat if you want to use the breaking Ooh, news theme. Also. That's awesome. Mm, I like that. And, uh, yeah. And thank you for listening. We will be back next week. Next, we are live Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you ever want to listen live and don't know when it's on, that, that's the time. Big thanks to Ian... Ian McFarland and Ian McDonald, but Ian McFarland's documentary exists. <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> it's called The Godfathers of Hardcore. And so this email is from Ray Ming. <clears throat> and Ray starts, Hi, guys. Yes, it's still funny. Never has been funny and never will be funny. <laughs> uh, so he came across a gem on YouTube and figured it would fit the show. We play that in a second. But he has a question. I was wondering if you guys had any opinions on Andrew Yang, a Democratic 2020 candidate. His platform is actually getting a lot of universal praise on both sides. And I think he could really change America in a positive way or send it straight to hell. Uh, best wishes, Beaver Smegma. Oh, my oh. God. All right. <laughs> That's well. sort of, I did not expect that name. All right, so uh, any I, I actually I I'm not too familiar with. He's Andrew the one with the universal income. Yeah, universal basic idea. income. Everyone gets a thousand dollars a month, which I am. I think universal basic income is the future of society. I feel like we all like robots are replacing us. There aren't going to be these manual labor jobs anymore, and also people should just have money to be able to like survive, mm -hmm. and then if they want more money, they can like get a job. And like, you know, work up the ladder. But if they can't get a job, they shouldn't be punished for. They should be able to live. Mm -hmm. Sure, that's my UBI spiel. But I feel like he's not famous enough to make a dent. Yeah, go around. So. Yeah, I, I it's think a great he's idea. A little, uh, but it's good to have him and Tulsi Gabbard, who's also not going to win in the debates and bringing yeah. these things up. You make the shitheads like Joe Biden defend their bad stances, and you make uh, Bernie, uh, you know, sort of either go to the left where he should be going and sometimes he doesn't or you know you make him have his explain his nuanced position on these things yeah so i think it's yeah. good to have them out there there you go and so the uh song the ep that he shares is from a band called the alex jones prison planets and it's pretty amazing it's 
Alex Jones sound bites to like deathcore, oh, and they do a this, they do a really really good job of it. Here we'll play a little bit of the first track, but my favorite is track three. I've been on air 22 years. I don't get into aliens, metaphysical, religion, any of that. I've studied the elite, and I've also communicated with a lot of the top people. And, and and if you want to know, I will actually break down right now the best knowledge right now what's happening on the planet. Sub-transmission zone below the third dimension. It's just turned over to the most horrible things. There's this big war trying to destroy humanity, and there's a decision to which level we want to go to. There's now a human counter-strike taking place to shut this off before it gets fully into place and to block these systems and cut off All right, the I'm just and skip ahead a little bit, but you know, you get it. We are in an occupied planet. Yeah, it's always Alex Jones. There's no lyrics, just Alex Jones. But it's never like put to the music. It's just him talking over the. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, okay. I like it. Planet. 